This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Oh, thank you so much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Thanks for joining us. It is time for the Buzz Adams Morning Show to hit the airwaves. Great to have you along today. Thank you for making the choice to join us for part or all of our show today. Whatever we can, whatever we can get, we'll take. We're happy to do that. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. It's June the second. And uh, they've got pretty much wall-to-wall coverage of the Queen's, it looks like, 70th anniversary as the monarch in England. And I'm trying to figure out who's not on the stage. You mean her platinum jubilee? <clears throat> is 70 plat? is it, is that what they call platinum? I believe yes. it is. Um, that is uh, Prince William. Standing next to uh, Duchess uh, Kate. All morning, I was trying to watch the news this morning, and there was just the Queen's Jubilee. And I was like, I'm not British, I don't care. I'm not British. They're covering it on CNN, but also Fox. I was a little surprised to see, but Pierce Morgan is doing it over on Fox. So he's got all kinds of snide comments about... (laughs) But there's Meghan Markle, is she... No, I think let me try and do oh, Pierce's comment this morning. The successes are not going to be like they will be watching uh, separately. They're not uh, working the royals. They're not doing it uh, out of service to their country. They're doing it for Netflix now, so they're not going the to be queen on the balcony. Is <laughs> going to be meeting her grand grandchild for the first time later privately. Oh my god! Uh, that is Prince Charles and Camille. <laughs> Camille, looking well, busty, very busty. <laughs> uh, so you won't see Prince Andrew there because he's been I demoted. Why. Well, because <laughs> of the hot water, the Epstein Island, the Lolita Express stuff, I guess. Mm. And uh, Harry and Meghan aren't on the main balcony; they're they're somewhere else, probably watching it on a TV screen, according to Piers Morgan, like everybody else, because they have. I don't. I, I kind of wish I could listen to this because Pierce Morgan is just like dripping poison every time he talks about Harry and Meghan on Fox. Anyway. Oh wow! There's like a big concert going to go on. I think they're all there for for her, but oh, it looks yeah. like a million people. I, I, I mean, think that's probably Ed exaggeration. Sheeran is like performing. Oh, is he really? Yes. Imagine this. I know seventy years. Depending on your age is either going to seem like a super long time, but she's been the queen since before rock and roll existed, is the way I think of it. Like, so she's been on the throne in England since 52. Rock and roll was not a thing (laughs) at that point. True. We're not celebrating her birthday. She's like in her 90s. She's 96. God, I learned a lot about the queen this morning. <laughs> she did have her birthday just recently. She will recently. not be uh, doing like the horse thing because of her mobility problems. The trooping of the colors. She uh, won't be doing that because of her mobility problems. So you were just like, I just want to know news. Not just Kate looking, looking beautiful as ever. Stunning like a movie star. <laughs> there is an older woman who I believe might be one of the daughters 
That's how freaking old the queen is. <laughs> One of her daughters is like seven lady. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that's on TV. Uh, you would think somebody who's as into The Crown, which I was definitely into on Netflix and Downton Abbey, yeah, this that I would just be all about this, uh-huh. but I'm not. It's just ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. This morning, I was all I could think was maybe Buzz can explain all this to me <clears> since now, he I loves mean, The Crown. Okay, some, maybe some. Oh my God, the planes are flying in formation now and they're, I got spelling, turn my out, TV on they're spelling out 70 in, in airplane. Yeah, in airplanes. I saw that. Right now. It's pretty Everyone's freaking excited amazing. for the parade. I guess so. Uh, yes, but as much as fascinated as I am by all this, I recognize that it's extremely silly. I am so glad we cut ties with England so we yeah, don't have to endure it. this. Game. Right? We 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 still like the crown more than the actual royals. That was actually happening. Like, who are these cosplayers right now? Cosplaying royals. Then there's some red planes, and they're shooting out the American colors. Red. Oh, I guess that's also the British colors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're doing they're doing red, white, blue. They're using our color. Oh, oh yeah. no, wait, yeah, right. yeah okay. they have this too. Uh, good morning, everybody, and <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us. Um, I had one of the greatest days of my life yesterday. I watched the new. Uh, episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Five times. Five, five times five. before the day was done. <laughs> Nico said it was three. Well, first. I was one of them. Well, I, <laughs> I was with him for one of the times. I, I'd already watched it twice. Well, let me qualify that. I watched it all the way through. Then I would jump back for the last, I want to say, 30 minutes of the show. Remember, Nico, I said there was a point in the show yeah. where I'm going to say go. And from that point on, it's just 30 minutes of the most incredible Star Wars stuff that I've seen since the first movie. I mean, just like mm-hmm. I haven't been blown away like that since the first movie. And I was 10 when I saw it. Yeah. And seriously. so I showed it to Nico. And then we watched it again from the uh-huh. from the go point where I said, you remember, Nico? I said, go. From that point on, it's just going to get insane. <laughs> and then after you left, I watched it two more times. Oh, my God. Wow. Must be a really good episode. It was a banner day for but Buzz Adams. <laughs> also, I woke up with some severe depression because it dawned on me uh-huh. we're halfway through the season which means we're halfway through the series this isn't supposed to be like coming back for more seasons this is going to be it right and we're already at the halfway point of this amazing incredible star wars thing obi-wan kenobi and let me just say uh part of me as a star wars fan never really got why Darth Vader was so scary or menacing. Like, I get it. He was cheesy. He came off as cheesy. Right, but there were plenty of times it's like, oh, look at this jerk. He, he He's spinning off into space in his stupid little spaceship. Oh. Or, look, he walks through the hallway and he puts his hands on his hips. You know? But this is like, oh my God, no. Uh, Darth Vader is pure malice. Pure malevolence. And it's like pure so evil. So incredible. Joanna, I know you're not primarily a Star Wars person. No, but, but this I'm is so just excited for incredible. you. And then I had just enough energy that I decided, what the hell? I'm going <laughs> to watch the beginning of the fourth season 
of Stranger Things because Joanna is so enthusiastic He's, about it. Uh, yeah. You influenced me because oh. you're so into it. I couldn't follow a thing and I fell asleep within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> like, I didn't understand anything that was going on. Well, I didn't even really recognize the kids no. except the one with no teeth. He's the only one I recognized. I couldn't tell I couldn't tell who was Millie Bobby Brown and who Has she grown were, hair yet? She has long hair, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I have an update on that. Yeah. Uh, I finished it. The so whole series, good. all last all night. Of it. <laughs> I was up until midnight watching it. I'm so tired. Now, what's your goal going oh, forward? The boys, well, right? the boys, yeah, season two, so that I can get caught up by tomorrow. Did well, you not like the boys season? No, one? I did love it. I just hadn't watched the second season. But you you loved it. I did love Usually it. if there's something that I... Re- I, I reserve love for something that it's like as soon as... It oh, no, that's not... Like, The Boys is tough because it's, it is so violent and gritty. No, nope. sorry. It's tough to swallow I watch all it as, of it. Uh, I, I consume it immediately as soon as it's available. Yeah, I, I, I only... Could I do it. remember oh, when it came out, the second season, there was just so many other things to watch that I yeah. kind of put it, it on the back It was pretty burner. busy at the time. Yeah. Was it, pande- was it during yes. pandemic? Yeah, it was like the first few months of the pandemic i think when season two came out and so but that's my goal for today i'm gonna start season two anyway uh obi-wan kenobi has just (laughs) rekindled all the love that i had Uh for star wars it's just the most amazing thing it's worth the price of disney plus if you don't already have it nico am i saying anything that you that you disagree with no, I mean, I mean, you were as, as impressed, or am I being silly? No, it, it was, it was great, it was really good. Um, <laughs> right. it, it, but maybe I shouldn't a, be getting so mushy about it. <laughs> it really is sentimental. Stranger Things was great. Stranger oh. Things. I I, I, I tried to watch an, the first season yesterday. To I want to be able to talk to Joanne about it. Too. I think I might have been. You had the, never seen any of Stranger Things. Nope, uh-huh. never saw it. So I just watched the first season and this fourth. I one. think I might have been at the point of exhaustion. You know. After yeah, probably. So much. Star we Wars even called back. Justin Underwood. To, <laughs> we talked did? to yeah, we, talk we, about Star we Wars. We just <laughs> geeked out on the phone with Justin. That is so adorable. <laughs> you have like a friend to talk to about it. <laughs> <clears throat> You're right. I'm just bubbling with excitement to the point where I haven't even mentioned they came back with a verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing yesterday. Oh, that's right. Holy crud. I was here. Uh, we're going to have some of the audio coming up, but basically, uh, so you know, Amber Heard was suing Johnny Depp right back. He was suing her for $50 million, right. and she was suing him for $100 million, and I, I guess I didn't really realize until yesterday, those were like simultaneous. The same jury was going to decide. On both of On those. both of the things. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't... Uh, really fully understand that until yesterday so they came back and they uh johnny depp wanted 50 million they awarded him 10 million and 5 million in punitive however the trials in virginia this is the way i understand it they have in the state of virginia they have a cap on punitive damage at 350,000 so johnny depp got 10 million 350,000 but the same jury awarded amber 2 million in her defamation case against Johnny Depp. So when you balance the scales, Johnny Depp came out about eight and a half million ahead on this. But it really, again, I don't think was about the money. Right. At least not for Johnny Depp. No, I don't think so either. I did have a little pang. I felt a little sorry. For the first time ever, it seemed like, oh man, maybe Johnny Depp is punching down a little bit in this whole thing. 
figuratively speaking. How and what? Like he's way more well, powerful, or he? Yeah, he had a lot of advantage working in his case, and what was the advantage? She, would she you does say? that the public goodwill and just that the jury, everybody seemed charmed, and everybody just seemed put off by Amber Heard. And I think some of that dynamic just might be some leftover misogyny. Although people who were supporting Johnny Depp would deny it, I can't help but feel like there might be a little bit uh, of that played into it. And also it's like, oh, she was already like, my career's ruined and I'm broke. And now on top of that, she's going to have to pay. Although I That's the reason will. that Johnny sued her, though, is, is my career's ruined. My career's ruined. I don't think Johnny Depp's career no. is ruined. I think Amber's Before ruined. the trial, I think it was. I think before it was headed that direction, probably. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, there were already so many like petitions. Like Disney needs to apologize to Johnny Depp. Warner Brothers needs to apologize. Um, and you know what? I am exhausted from all of that. Yeah, just go back for a little bit, but go back I, to your I, home. I just yeah. felt stay like, in your cave. I mean, at, at the end when they announced the deal, I was like, oh, I would have been happy if they just said we award you one dollar, you know, for Johnny Depp, but. You know, to put her in the hole for eight and a half million dollars when she's already... That's what you feel bad about, the outcome of a legal trial? You're like, oh, I feel bad that Amber has to pay $10 million. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, a little bit, yeah. But I don't... He was suing her for ruining his career. She yeah. wrote an op-ed that made him look like a abuser. Uh, Joanna, uh, what did I, she never do in that op-ed? She op never named him, She never so. named him. She never I just want to say, name. this whole time, I've been saying... They both suck. And I kind of felt a little, like, redeemed when the jury came back and were like, yeah, you both defamed each other. Well, the the defamation that Amber got money from was not anything that Johnny said. It was something his lawyer had said. So she won the $2 million by being defamed by what Johnny's lawyer said about her. I felt redeemed. Uh, like, yeah, it, you both suck. Anyway, so that's uh, that's going on. <laughs> There was apparently, and I don't know how I have a lot of details on this, another mass shooting. This one was right. in Tulsa at St. Francis uh, Medical Campus. Have you heard of that place? St. Francis Hospital is kind of like where everybody was born. My brother was born. Like oh, everybody wow. I knew from around Tulsa was born in St. Francis. Oh, really? But yeah, and I don't know how close the medical campus is to the actual hospital. It's one of the big hospitals in Tulsa for sure. And uh, the latest I heard, somebody had a rifle and a gun. And there was a mass shooting, and last night when I when I turned in, there were four dead. And now it's all dominated by the Queen. Right. This we would Johnny be covering Depp. this absolutely. If if they, they weren't all over the Queen and Johnny Depp's deal, and if Obi Wan Kenobi hadn't been such a great episode, I, we would be much more dominated by yet again. Weirdly another enough, mass shooting. There's some more information that have come out about it. Muskogee police have also confirmed that there was a bomb at a house in the nearby city that's also tied to the shooting. Yeah, Muskogee's like 45 minutes. Or to an hour drive from Tulsa, probably. Um, all right, well, we've got a lot, uh, as you can tell, to get to today. We're going to have uh, plenty to talk about. We welcome your phone calls. I'll give out the studio line if you want to call us here in the studio. It's 910-4995. That's a local number, 910-4995. Sometimes, though, and I find out occasionally when I try and call a local number now without the area code, some of them need the area code and some of them don't. So give us a call to the studio, 915-910-4995.
We have a lot on the way today. We're going to get to today in sound clips and much more as the Buzz Adams Morning Show is just getting started for this Thursday. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've got our Thursday night concerts scheduled for several weeks throughout the summer. And uh, West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater this and every Thursday night for the 2022 season. Let me uh, tell you who's going to be performing tonight. On the main amphitheater stage, Ooh La La. They're a dance band. They do a lot of 70s and 80s covers. Donna Summer, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Chic, who I believe sang La Freak. (laughs) Yeah. La Freak by Chic. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So that's kind of what they're doing. Erwin Solbach is going to be performing starting at 6 o'clock. That's on the El Paso Community College patio stage. And then the main act around 7 o'clock in the amphitheater. Uh, concerts are free to attend. Get there early. Space is uh, limited. And go ahead and bring your appetite because we got multiple food trucks there and we got all kinds of beverages for you. You can see the entire series lineup for West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the Must Read Bar of KLAQ.com. Also on the KLAQ mobile app. Special thanks to our other sponsors Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, Coca Cola, SWB, Superior Sign, Lighting, and Twin Peaks. We're going to have. Random facts on the way coming up here in just a few minutes. A lot of coverage of the uh, Queen's, what the hell is it? Like a platinum? Platinum Jubilee. Meaning she's been the Queen of England for 70 70 years. years. Do you care about any of that stuff? No. You're not interested? Not really. And this morning I was trying to watch the news and it was just coverage of the Jubilee. Oh, before she even came out, it was like they were waiting for the freaking groundhog. It's like, we haven't seen her yet, but she'll be emerging from her cubby soon. And will we see her shadow? <laughs> right. I think people assume because I'm into, like, I really enjoyed the crown. And I like things like Downton Abbey. And, I know. All of this pomp and circumstance. Uh-huh. That seems all I so ridiculous. This morning, and well, maybe Buzz can explain this to me because he watches The Crown. Uh, I guess a little bit. Andrew is not anywhere to be seen because of the Epstein stuff. And so this know. is just a big party. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough to say if it's just a big party. I guess it's very important. You know, there are throngs of people. Uh huh. Hundreds of thousands of people, so it's a big deal to them. I just, uh, I don't get it. If ever anybody was ever like, "Do you want to meet the queen?" Sure, I'll meet the queen. All right, you got to bow. Well, I'm not doing that. You're not gonna bow. <laughs> no, for queen and country, or any of them. I'm not gonna bow. <laughs> yeah, we fought a whole war, so we didn't have to bow to the English yeah. monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The jury in the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard defamation cases say that Amber defamed Johnny three times in the 2018 op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post. So they awarded him $10 million. He was asking for $50 million. They also added $5 million in punitive damages. But the case was tried in Virginia. Virginia has a cap on punitive damages at $350,000. So Johnny only gets... 10,350,000 10,350,000 but the jury awarded Amber 2,000,000 for 
in compensatory because Johnny's lawyer accused her and her, her friends of concocting a story for the cops. So they said that she was defamed by Johnny's lawyer. So ultimately, Amber owes Johnny eight million three hundred fifty thousand. Now, is that money you actually got to pay, or is that like an OJ type of deal? You owe all this money. And, well, he didn't have the money. Well, he didn't have it, but also they couldn't touch. A, there was like a lot of his pension, like his NFL pension. Some of his there were a lot of it that they couldn't touch. But, but he had to pay all, it eventually. I, I assume. I don't think he's ever paid it. Really. Um, Amber was not happy with the verdict. She issued a statement saying, quote, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. And she also had some things that sound pretty critical about society in general. So <sighs> she said, it sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women should be taken seriously. If anything, I feel like she's the one <laughs> who set the clock back. All right, let me hear your privileged male opinion on this. I'm not pri- <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. Let me- <laughs> Uh, She feels like what she said was enough that it would convince anybody that she was abused by Johnny Depp. And And the jury decided that they did not. uh, As far as it being like societal forces, I think a lot more of it had to do with just force personality. People liked her, liked him more (laughs) than they liked her. Yeah, definitely. Johnny would walk into the courtroom and, oh, people were, oh, hi, good morning, Johnny. And then he would be so charming with the... Yes, yes, hello. Finger guns to you, finger guns guns to you. And then like winking and stuff. Let me do a little bit of Captain Jack Sparrow for everyone. A mega punch. You know what I think really hurt her was Johnny Depp's lawyers did a good job at at the very beginning of the trial having these psychologists on who diagnosed Amber with histrionic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. These two very manipulative and and, uh, egotistical type of uh, conditions. And then... Amber Heard gets on the stand and she acts and does every, said everything like they set up for. And so I don't think it does her any credit when she acted like that. Amber was in court for the verdict. Johnny was not. And obviously Johnny has a very different take. He said, today the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. From the beginning, the goal of... Should I read it like Johnny Depp probably would? Mm-hmm. Yeah, try. Yeah, try. <laughs> From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to <laughs> reveal the truth. Regardless of the outcome, speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in the support of me. Now you're getting into Winston Churchill. I feel I at peace like knowing Brian I Cox. have finally accomplished <laughs> that. I think... Like, he is kind of doing an homage to Hunter S. Thompson with a little bit of Orson Welles thrown in. Wait, you mean his what he's saying here? No, no, no. His Oh, his speech? His speech yeah, patterns, yeah, yeah. the way he talks. For a guy from Kentucky. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds very fancy schmancy. Um, 
You know, I was thought that about you. I always thought you sound pretty fancy for somebody from Okmulgee. <laughs> and then I asked, "Oh, do, do, did you ever have an accent?" And you said, "Well, I didn't think so, but now when I go back, all my friends have it." Yeah, I noticed my friends totally have a Midwestern little twang, twang, and I probably at one point I probably did as well. Oh, my nieces talked like such little hicks when they were kids. I would make fun of them all the time. So they call me. So to them, I'm Uncle Mike, okay? Right. Except they don't say Uncle Mike. Uncle Mac. Uncle Mac. Uncle Mac. Uncle Mac. Uncle Mac. And I'd say, so I would just constantly make fun of their rube-like accents. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hey, I just uh, gave Joanna a heads up, so I'll share it with everybody. At some point uh-huh. this morning, I'm going to prank Joanna, <laughs> but she won't know what it's about or where it's or coming when it's from. Coming. I mean, I guess that's the point of a prank, right? Come at any time. I mean, really, you don't to know. know to, I mean, I'm doing you a big solid by, by already even, warning me? Yeah, warning you that there's a prank coming up. Normally, I wouldn't do that. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> now I'll just be paranoid for the rest of the morning. Ah, the even better goal. Uh, I, this this is the clip that got you wound up about an hour ago. There was a gas station in L.A. <laughs> charging $8 a gallon of gas. By the way, I <laughs> took my truck in, and it was pretty close to empty, and it it hit $100, so... God, it's terrible right now. Oh my God. Yeah. You could afford that. It was a $100 fill up. <gasps> um, so in LA, the average price was around $6.17. And this one station was charging $8 a gallon. So we're going to hear about, we're going to hear from one of the people who was willing to pay it and also a consumer watchdog, uh, Jamie Court. I said, this, this is probably more on. The individual gas station. If right. The average is is almost two dollars lower. That's that's the gas station. You can't really put all that on the on the oil and gas industry. Uh, yeah, but the average price of gas is up over a dollar and a half just from a year ago, and I put that on the. I don't think you put all of that. I put that on the oil industry for yeah, sure. We've had we've got this situation in Ukraine going on. We've got various right. factors. I think what you're trying to do is almost like the same as the people who put the Biden stickers on the gas pumps that say, I did that. You can't put it all on one guy, Well, and you can't put it all I, I on... I remember I brought this up for a reason. I had seen an article about this, but yeah, it turns out I was right. I, for, I forgot that the, uh, House, the, the House passed a bill just uh, last month uh, called the... Uh, Oh gosh, what is it? That was something to prevent price gouging. Yeah, it's, on, a anti, an, it's an anti-price gouging bill. And they basically say oil companies and other energy, energy producers are price gouging consumers at the pump. As, uh, yeah, those are the Democrats. That's what the Democrats in Congress say. Well, it passed. You won't find too many Republicans that, that would agree with that. And I, I don't know that, I'd, that I agree with that. You'd, uh, you, and I asked you earlier, so you think price gouging is good? And you're like... In some yeah. cases, price gouging. I don't is good. think that's what's going on here, but in some cases, I think price gouging. Paying extraordinarily high prices for critical supplies during an emergency. Yes, it can be uh, can be a public good. So, like 
charging extra hundreds of dollars for baby formula would be cool with you. Uh, if you want to prevent hoarding, that's one way to do it for sure. Look, I'll give an example. What about the people who bought it for six dollars, and now they're going to charge it for a hundred hundreds? Uh, you think that's cool? It's the American way, man. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Like, I cannot like believe consumers you. who bought it for six, and then they're they're setting their price. The market will tell you when you set the price too high because people won't people buy the thing. There's that you a have crisis for formula. Nobody should be price gouging. They should be saying, I'm going to help out as much as possible. Okay, well, you're putting it on individual consumers. You're not putting the blame on the... In the terms of formula... I think we're talking about different things. We're talking about the the oil and gas industry. They are excessively raising the price when they know that the Ukraine crisis has forced supply issues. Ah, so so now you're admitting that there are multiple causes for the rise in well, gas. Well, the, the other thing I was going to tell you is that the gas and, and oil companies are one of the few industries where everything is vertically integrated. They own the the, the uh, refineries, the drilling rigs, the derricks. They own the ships and the well, uh, things that they used to transport them. Now a lot of that's independently contracted. They... they they own a lot of it, they, or they or, or they or they yeah, own multiple they own or they, they own multiple own businesses. They, they might have separate divisions of businesses. It is they're they're vertically no, integrated. A lot of these oil they're vertically look, integrated. We, we live in a part of the country where there are a lot of people who work on oil rigs, and they'll tell you, yeah, we contract with some of the oil companies, but we're we're not part of Exxon. Or but so you're just trying to tell me they're not vertically integrated. I I never heard that term before. You just said it. So you never heard of vertically integration? Vertical integration versus horizontal integration. That sounds like different ways to join the Mile High Club to me. <laughs> hey, do you want to vertically integrate or do you want to horizontally integrate? <laughs> it means that... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let's say for baseballs, okay? If you were horizontally in- integrated, you would own all the stores that sold baseballs. You would own 50 of them. But if you're vertically integrated, you own one store, you also own the leather shop, and you own the, you know, the stitching shop and everything. Wait, you're saying that's how baseballs work no, in this country? I'm just saying that's the difference between vertical integration and horizontal integration. I, okay. It's a business term. I don't know that term. Hello, Wes. Hey, Buzz. Hey. Good conversation you got going there. This one about the oil and gas industry? Yes. Oh, yes. I was just sitting here like, oh, we are just bleeding listeners <laughs> talking about this right now. <laughs> I was like, is anybody interested in this? But I'm glad. Well, horizontally you know. integrated, horizontally integrated baseball is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk baseball. Well, what's up, Wes? What All can right. you share with us? All right. Yeah, yeah. So I drive a diesel truck. I uh, I do a little bit of overlanding. I like to vacation whenever I go out in the woods and stuff like that. But uh, diesel prices got so high. I'm trying to investigate why this is. Why is it disproportionately higher than gasoline? Prices? Like, right. Why diesel is so oil. much? Yeah, I got it. We're shipping our oil over to Europe so that make sure that France doesn't have a complete collapse in their economy because they were so reliant on Russia, Russia fuel and the other European countries that are out there that we're trying to offset and mitigate the losses there. I don't like it. I understand why. But that's contributing to our inflationary costs across the board because every good that's that's touched in this country, including my happy self that wants to go out in the woods, right. is touched by diesel fuel. And it's it's a huge contributing factor, and I don't like it. I mean, it's just it's a, I mean, it's just a byproduct of everything y'all were talking about just a second ago, but it should be in the conversation pool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wait, so let me see if I get this right, Wes. So the vehicle that you drive is is runs on diesel? Yes, sir. Okay, what is diesel going for? I, I mean... It's right there on the 
on the sign, but I never pay attention to it because I just get whatever's yeah. cheapest, you know, regular unleaded. Yeah, so diesel, diesel has been traditionally about 5% higher. Now it's about 25% higher. So you're looking at about $5.5, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's, it's climbing north faster and, at, at a disproportionate rate than gasoline. And what you're saying is we're shunting some of our diesel supplies so that, that Fran- uh, European countries don't just have a meltdown because they can't get this product. They can't get it. It's, and, it's, exactly and so our price is going We're paying out. for the supplement. Right. Yeah, they're not. We're not getting offset by the oil and gas industries who are definitely marking it up to get the diesel oil over to the European countries. Right. There's, oh. There are reasons they're marking it up that aren't that aren't just pure. Oh, they're evil. Oh, I mean, you know, I, used, of, I, I forgot to bring up the point that the the oil and gas industry had a record first quarter, the first three months of the year. Yeah, but they forty had a billion disa- dollar but profit. They had, but they had a disastrous billion dollar profit and a disastrous. You're a shill for the oil companies. Well, no, I'm stating the fact, I think, is that they, they had record losses. Everybody had record losses. The whole world did. So, what? So that, like, everybody else that opens up can try and get back to even keel except the oil industry? Like, they're not allowed to do to do that? Well, listen, uh, the, the whole diesel aspect was something I really hadn't thought of. So, Wes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, keep going strong. Thanks, Buzz. All right. Bye. Sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. Wes. If Wes is having trouble... Maybe the oil industry, yeah, could help out a little bit and not put uh, prioritize their profits over the price of the okay, well, American the reason, consumer. One of the reason they're, they're raising the prices, as Wes just explained, is so that they can support some of some of the EU because they really rely on Russian fuel. Then, they, if that's true, then they shouldn't have record profits. If if a lot of oil was being shunted to other countries, then why are they? Making record profit. It sounds like you are anti-profit, is what it sounds like. I'm anti-price gouging. Apparently, you're cool with people charging hundreds of dollars in an emergency for things like for formula. Uh, no, I'm not for price gouging. I'm not for that. That's Morning, the- Buzz. I just want to comment on Nico's about the gas company in general, the gas and oil industry. Basically, Shell and all those companies that have drilling rights and everything in the refineries, they made... Record profit this first quarter, and we're almost coming to the second quarter within the next 30 days, and they might be making some more, and they have not drilled all their holes that they have that they're only using 30% of the records that they have. So they're making profit, as Nico's saying. They're controlling the demand and giving us very little supply for high demand, and that's why the prices are up in general. Thanks. Well, listen, I am not a spokesman for the oil and gas industry, but uh, if we did yeah. have a spokesman for the oil uh, and be, gas industry... You couldn't fool me. Uh, if we did have a spokesman for oil and gas industry, I would say that there are all kinds of obstacles that have been put in place by Congress uh, that make it difficult for them to tap all the resources oh, you mean like they would like to. not drilling in the pristine forests of Alaska? Okay, I mean... Are you down for that? Are you down for oil drilling in Alaska? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. What better place to do it? It's the most sparsely populated state in the in the country. It's, it has l- wildlife. So does every other state. So oh does every god. other country. Oh, oh my god. Alaska. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> offshore drilling. You down with that? Yeah. Even uh, the further offshore, the better. <laughs> 
Uh, eventually, I, I, I mean, I, I recognize how important it is that we're going to have to shift to uh, alternate forms of power. Uh, that, you know yeah. they say we only have like 10 years to fix anything. Yeah, I don't believe that. I believe we passed it 10 years ago. I think we already went over the edge. Like, Actually, yeah. They, I think we've already passed the point of no so, return, but I'm not throwing in so the towel. So then let's take all the oil. No, Who cares? But what I'm saying is it is, it, it is crucially important that America, for our competitiveness in the future on the global stage, that we lead in alternate sorts, sources of, of energy. So I see why they're putting a lot and of these economic And we lead in stripping our land of resources, too. We, that's uh, a goal. Yeah, I don't disagree with what you're saying. What are you talking about? Well, that's all. The environmental debate is is wholly different. You're I, saying I, I you're am, saying I that am the a committed environmentalist. Even well, you were just railing against the environmental caps that they put on oil for production because oh, they're already operating under all of those. Caps I know. You're I'm saying, you were about. railing against that. You were like, look, look how hard it is for the oil no, company no, these I, days. They have all these things was, that they have. I to was get referring through. about new caps that have been put into place very recently. Like what? Uh, you know, shutting down pipelines, shutting down crucial infrastructure for the oil and gas industry. Uh, I think they're doing okay. I think the oil and gas industry is doing all right. All right. Let's get another call or two. You did drive a gas-powered vehicle here to work today, so you realize the essential I need nature. Gas. Yeah, it's, right. It shouldn't it be a commodity. A, it should be. It should be a public infrastructure or public uh, utility. I mean, they should treat oil as like if the it was electric company. as if it was electric. Kind of the electric. The electric company isn't a. They shouldn't be making a profit. So you like the idea that you would only have one choice where to go? Like you couldn't shop around and go to some place that provided cheaper gas? If it was $2, yeah, if they could keep it at 2 Oh, you think if government takes over, it's it's going to make well, maybe. oil and gas cheaper? That's what you think? You couldn't get that more wrong if you tried. I think as a public utility, yeah, you can you can control the rates. You know that goes on with the electric company, right? Yeah. They can kind of set the rates because they I'm don't sure have any competition. I'm sure if there were private electric companies that we would be paying hundreds more. No, no, no. We would be paying much less. I don't know about that. Here's Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, how's it going, Buzz? Um, just want to mention something real quick. I work for an oil company, and the last caller said that with their limits in the supply right now, we're pumping as much oil as we can out of the ground and get it to market to start at the current price that it's at. And limiting the supply, that's a lie. Right now, we're going full steam ahead, pumping as much oil as we can out of the ground. And as far as what Nico was saying, um, we contract out most of our work. We don't. The company I work for doesn't own any oil. Yeah, rigs. the idea that the, that the that the that it's this monolithic company that owns every aspect of the production process is just—I don't know where you got that. Oh, idea a lot from. of companies do. Right. A lot of companies okay, well, have their own. Bob, you're saying that that's not the case with your company. No, that's not the case. And I'm out here. I'm actually out here in the field right now working. And the, what they're saying is get as much oil as you can out of the ground so we can sell it at the current price that's at right now. There's no limiting the supply. Not by no, the no, industry. No. Well, not by the – especially the – are you working in fracking or actual just uh, oil derricks and stuff? I'm on the production side. I'm a lease operator. And do you, do you know how much we, we import oil or are we ever exporting it? Uh, I don't have that information. I'm just, uh, I was just calling because of the last car saying that 
there were limited supply, but that's not true. We were getting well. No, yeah. So you're saying out of the ground as much oil as we're producing here in the United States, or where you're working with it, we're at full tilt. We're we're trying to produce as much as possible. That's what you're saying. I mean, this idea that oh, you're only drilling thirty percent. Not every not Bob. You could tell me not every well is a producer. (laughs) You know, every time you plunge a thing in there, it's not like you're going to hit a gusher. There's a lot of there's a lot of misses that go on. I would assume. Yes, you can you can drill well. It could be a huge producer and then drill well 100 feet away, and it's nothing. And it's still very expensive to drill that well that came up with nothing. Am I right, Bob? Yes. Also, my previous job, I was in the, the drilling rigs. I wasn't actually worked. I worked on the locations, and I would see the bills that would come in. It would be like six million dollars to drill a well. Yeah. Right, so it there's a lot of risk that goes in. Yeah. It's not just yeah, no, it's not just all pure profit, and these aren't just a bunch of evil fat cats. I don't think Bob probably fit. Probably it's probably really hard work, and you're out there in the oh, heat of the yeah, day, absolutely. and you're going out, and you're doing all this stuff, and it keeps America moving. And I think we could all stand to be a little more appreciative of that. Uh, thank you, Bob. Okay, okay, thank you, guys. All right, uh, let's yeah, get one absolutely. more call. Hey, uh, I have. Uh going to be an unpopular opinion but i think it has to be said you know um i think we just let russia have ukraine because these gas prices are destroying my wallet i mean i just passed the gas station and it's 460 per gallon at this point i'm just like you know what i think russia just have ukraine like go ahead i don't want to keep paying six dollars a gallon for gas you know ukraine's done nothing for me anyways like, if if that's the price to bring gas back down to under three dollars, go ahead, go for it. Just just let them have Ukraine. Well, wait wait a second. Are, is the caller assuming that if Russia gets Ukraine, they're going to reward the United States by giving us more oil back, more oil, yeah. and making it cheap for us after what we've already been through? Like, if we kowtow to Russia, they'll reward us with cheap oil. The also, price what? of gas keeps going up. The price of food keeps going up, and like it feels like there's just no end in sight. So, if we got to give up Ukraine for cheap gas, I'm all for it. I mean, make no mistake, we're not the only. It's not just because of the United States that Ukraine is holding its own in this fight, and already we're starting to see cracks in that. Uh, but I. I no, the it's a one, whole coalition the one, as, of the one aspect that I totally think that we're in the right is backing Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. I don't like paying four sixty a gallon any more than anybody else does. But and when he's the talking thing about sacrifice, give... would not be Ukraine that's standing up against an evil empire. And Ukraine, it's not like trading baseball cards. You're not going to hand Russia right. a card. It's you human us... lives. Right, right, right. There are human lives there that are at risk. And I think paying a little bit more for gas. Um, a human life is worth more than that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've got some uh, giveaways. We're going to have to bring back something like Stump the Chumps or Joke Master, one or the other, because we have so many prizes to give we away. We do have prizes to give away? Yeah, but right. I can't be expected to keep the prizes straight. That's right. why our producer, Joanna, is going to tell us like what our prizes are. Oh, okay. What's up, away. Joanna? Go ahead, Joanna. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sally Limon tickets. Okay, what's that? Uh, oh my God! And I did the commercial. The for tequila it. and yes, Joanna. 
Yeah. This is the prank. <laughs> what? I was like, because I was like, what are what are all the stuff we had to give away? And Nico's like, I don't remember. I'm like, and he's like, surely Joanna will know. And I was, I, I told him, I bet you she doesn't we have forgot. any idea. <laughs> That's a good prank. I did forget. And I'm the one who did the smelly limon commercials. All right. So tacos and tequila. Tacos festival. and tequila. I've got it. We've got tickets to the El Paso Sol. <laughs> E Limon Festival, and that is this Saturday from 2 p.m. until midnight downtown. Mm. Tacos, Cerveza, Tequila. And uh, we also have some VIP tickets to give away. I thought we'd uh, make those available, and I thought I'd make it a choice because we also have uh, guest certificates valid for a Jiffy Lube signature oil change. Valid only at Jiffy Lube at 7045 South Desert Boulevard. That's on the west side. Um, this Saturday, we're going to be there at the new location, Jiffy Lube, and we've got framed, uh, pretty rec autograph, pretty reckless memorabilia autographed by Ta- uh, Taylor Mom- Momsen. Ooh. We've got WWE tickets. WWE is coming to Las Cruces on June the 11th. So that is going to be 11 to one. KLAQ is going to be at the Jiffy Lube. So we've got, uh, gift certificates for Jiffy Lube signature service oil change and coming up in the next hour, we'll do. What do you feel like? Stump the chump, stump Joe the chump, master, something where we can, you know, lose a few times and give away the prize. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll have that on the way before too long. We're getting a lot of calls on the neckline. Uh, in some ways, it's easier to get these calls. They've changed the way that we've done them. Mm-hmm. In other ways, it's kind of a rigmarole. Joanna, I'm oh, okay. being honest with you. <laughs> I don't know if I've showed you how these neckline calls are coming in now, but... You did show me the other day. Uh, so let's get a few calls going. Uh, the neckline number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. You can leave a message for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll get those messages, and we try to play most of them back on the air. Uh, how's it going, Buzz? Um I'm calling in regards to the topic of the female actress in the Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, the new show. Um, I'm just sick and tired of anybody criticizes a female or a minority. Bam. Misogynist. Racist. It's not true. Uh, I saw the show and I did not like her acting. That's my opinion. Am I a misogynist? No. Am I a racist? No. First of all, I'm a minority. Second of all, I love female actors such as Ellen Ripley and Aliens or Sarah Connor in the Terminator series. But her acting was not good. She was a tryhard in the show. It's, it, it, it just seems like they pushed her in there just for her to be in there. And I believe in uh, um, some shows and companies just hiring females and minorities just so people will be like, oh, why isn't there a female or a minority in the show? You know? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I think she's great. I think the character's great. I think the series is great. I think the actress whose name I I don't recall is fantastic. Moses Ingram. Uh, Jinx. Nice. You owe me a coke. It's it's getting ridiculous. You know you can't you can't criticize. Yeah, but now you know you say I'm not racist. I'm not misogynistic. Then all your all your points are. They only put her in there mm-hmm. so they could say we've yeah. got a we've got a minority or a woman. It's it's like you're arguing against the point that you're trying to make. Yeah, if you have a problem, it 
shouldn't revolve around race or it should be like the acting or whatever else you, you right feel. you say it's all about her acting which i think is great i think her character is just so menacing and interesting well, let me put it this way when i saw ep- the first episode and i saw her character reva came out i did think she was over the top like she's very angry she's willing to kill anybody who's around her she's like a loose cannon she's a loose cannon but i think it works <laughs> i think it works uh, especially after the second episode uh, do you think there's any truth to this buzz that if i just said you know what? i didn't like her no, Bam. I mean, th- look, do you th- think there would be? <laughs> yeah, but if I went- no, but if you qualify it by saying they're just trying to cram as many right. women and minorities, that makes me doubt your sincerity. But if I go, you know, I just didn't like her over the top nature. That character's over the top nature. Oh, I disagree with it, but that's a valid uh, critique. Critique, okay. I guess. But but then you throw on the a diversity. They're, they're just trying to a diversity. A, yeah, an opinion. On a female actor or a minority now, because all of a sudden, racist, misogynist. It's complete BS. Well, when you make that statement and then you back it up with your idea that it's some kind of great replacement, diversity you know, hire, right, yeah. it's a diversity hire. I'm sorry, you sound like a racist and a misogynist. Not yes. a good. She, I, I don't know why you're saying that you're fine with her acting. She, she was so try hard. What the hell is try hard? I guess when you're trying is hard. That, I hope she is trying hard. <laughs> it looks like they all are. What the hell does that mean? In the show, she seems so like a try hard. What? I don't know what that means. Try hard to make an obvious effort to excel but achieve only moderate success, especially when measured against ambitious goals. Well, I would say the character might, that might describe the character, but not the mm-hmm. actor. It's definite. I was watching this episode with Nico. By the way. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. You watched it how many times? Five. Five. <laughs> and you already watched it twice before so I got there. There are these characters called the Inquisitors, and they are such brown nosers. They basically want to... They really are, yeah. They, they, they want to get up on they're, Darth Vader's lightsaber. Right, they want to... It's almost like oh. they're... They're clamoring to brown nose Darth Vader. So if you're saying the character, yeah, I mean that I is the case. Bo- but how do you extend that to the actor playing the character? I mean that comes off as not only ill-informed and poor judgment, but also racist and misogynistic. He just threw it off. That just little tinsy witsy bit for me. That's my opinion, you know. Others can have their own opinion, too. It sounds like he's critiquing the character of Reva, not the actress. Here's what uh, they had to say. Uh, we're going to hear from Moses Ingram, who plays Reva, and Ewan McGregor, who has a message for people who don't like the fact that she's a minority or a woman. Yeah, Ooh. I thought the caller was all going to make a case about, I don't like the way she, you know, like from an acting standpoint or character development, but then he just immediately went right to mm-hmm. oh, she's right. A nobody's diversity. saying anything like, "Oh, you can't critique their acting or the actor in their role, or how you, yeah, or how you feel about their acting." But when you throw in things, You're, like, you immediately go to, "Oh, they're just trying to cram in a minority, minority or, a or a woman and diversity hire things like that." Then it goes a little off the rails. Um. Let's get a couple more calls. Yeah, we have to take a break. Hey, what's going on on the show? So I went mm-hmm. to see Maverick this weekend, and uh, that was a great movie. I mean, it blew me away. The, the practical effects and Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. 
so I'm going to consider it part of the best sequels of all time. Uh, for me, best sequel is uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah, that's good. Uh, maybe nice. Godfather 2. Yeah, but um, I'm going to put Maverick up there as one of the best sequels of all time. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, would you put it up there? All right. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie. Joanna, you and I have to really go see this because I've heard a lot of people saying similar things that it's even better than the first one. Yeah, I'm down to see it. I never saw the first one, but I I didn't. I saw the first one in the theater, and I haven't seen it since. And watching the second one, they had a few flashbacks that made me realize I don't really remember a whole lot about. (laughs) I remember that the. It's a bunch of guys learning to fly planes and their buddies, and something happens to Goose, and uh, and then he says, "You can be what my wingman anytime." But Are it made me realize how much I didn't remember uh, from the first. What would you put as a great sequel? <gasps> the ones he mentioned. That's going to be our question of the day. Godfather Two was em- a great sequel. Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Back was a really good follow up. Uh, Star uh, Trek: Wrath of Khan. Oh yeah, better than the first. It's better one. Than right, yeah. much better than the first one. Uh, Spider Man Two. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two was a fantastic. Yeah. Scream Two is good too. Better than Scream One. Yes. I would say, give me just a little bit of time to reflect <laughs> on that. I'll come up with. Are you doing a search for like greatest sequels of all I'm time? I'm going to post it on our Facebook page and let people and let people give me their answers. All right. Slash. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Y'all know how in Top Gun, the pilots have call signs, you know, Maverick, Goose. Mm-hmm. I came up with y'all's call signs. Buzz is Honcho because he's the leader. Right. Joanna is Kitty because she loves cats. <laughs> Nico is Joker because he's a comedian. Or Nico can be Bald Eagle because he's Bald. Or Balding. <laughs> and, and y'all were being transracial phobes against Nico yesterday. If he wants to identify as Mexican, he can. Quit <laughs> being transracial phobes against Nico. <laughs> Okie dokie. You know what? Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I don't Okey-dokey. care how much. Joy. Let me live my truth. <laughs> Nico is just trying to Right. He wants to identify as a Hispanic man, even though he's clearly Who am I not. to deny him that? <laughs> but I don't think your call sign should be kitten. No? What should it mean? Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin, I got a bogey on my six. Dolphin, <laughs> dolphin. So, so it had been like thirty-five years, I guess, since the last Maverick came out. Thirty-five years, and he's still like the same rank and still flying planes and stuff. Can you imagine what it'd be like if it was another thirty years, and then they put out a new t- a Top Gun after another thirty years? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, time for our news headlines. Here's Nico Ajimian with our top stories of the day. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Queen Elizabeth thanked everyone involved in her Platinum Jubilee celebration. She looks like Yoda. I got to tell you, like up there on the thing, she's got her little cane. And she she has like Elton John glasses on, too. She's got like dark glasses. She looks like Yoda wearing sunglasses. Well, she's thanking everyone ahead of her Platinum (laughs) Jubilee celebration. Four days of pomp, parties, parades, and public holidays marking her 70 years on the throne. The first of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations began this morning with a public display of horses and military personnel in a parade through London, joined by members of the royal family, but not the Queen herself. Elizabeth became Queen in 1952 at age 25 upon the sudden death of her father, King George VI. 
Since then, she's had a front-row seat to history, becoming Britain's longest-reigning monarch. Beacons will be set ablaze across the UK as celebrations continue through Sunday. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has meant vital food exports are stuck in Ukraine's ports. The United Nations World Food Program said those exports would normally feed 400 million people around the world. The country produces 46% of the world's sunflower oil exports, 37% of global millet exports, 13% of all barley exports, 10% of total wheat exports, and 8% of honey and 7% of walnuts. Before Russia invaded, most of Ukraine's food production was exported through the country's Black Sea ports. President, uh, Vladimir, Russian President Vladimir Putin and his generals have spoken openly about their desire to capture Ukraine's largest port, Odessa, and possibly the entire Ukrainian coastline, which would throttle Ukraine's economy. The Russian threat at sea means there is no safe route for commercial vessels to exit, and vast quantities of food exports are stuck in Ukraine's Black Sea ports. The UN's World Food Program said global food prices have risen sharply since Russia invaded, and vulnerable communities in parts of East Africa are at risk. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has since accused Putin of using food as a weapon. No? Are you uh, <clears throat> attempting to play audio? I am. Did you pop me up? Oh, yeah. You're all ready. The Kremlin said Wednesday that President Joe Biden's plans to send advanced rocket systems to Ukraine was adding fuel to the fire. Biden announced Tuesday the U.S. would provide advanced rocket systems to help Ukraine defend itself as Russia's invasion nears the 100-day mark. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Wednesday that if Ukraine, if Ukraine receives multiple launch rocket systems from the West, there are risks of a third country becoming involved in the conflict, according to Interfax. The White House's principal deputy national security advisor, Jonathan Feiner, said Wednesday morning that Russia has brought this on itself. Forecasters say the first tropical system of the Atlantic hurricane season could form today or tomorrow. Meteorologists say there's a high chance of a tropical depression or a storm forming in the Gulf of Mexico between Florida and the Yucatan Peninsula. They say the new Atlantic storm is likely to take shape from the remnants of Hurricane Agatha, which hit Mexico's southern west coast from the Pacific this week. The system currently developing on Mexico's east coast will be named Alex if it reaches wind speeds of 39 miles per hour. It would reach southern... Well, we had a tropical depression out of the golf course on Sunday then because it was easily 39 miles an hour. They should have called that tro a t tropical depression buzz because it was hard to play. Uh, it, yeah, this would not be weather. Hurricane weather, not good for golf, it turns out. It would reach southern Florida by the end of the week, cross over Florida, and then head out to sea. The outer banks of North Carolina would see some rain from the disturbance as well. And police confirm four people are dead after a shooting at a hospital campus in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Deputy Chief Eric Daglish said the shooter took his own life after opening fire in a building connected to St. Francis Hospital. Daglish says the identity of the shooter is not confirmed, but that he had one rifle and one handgun. Muskogee police have also confirmed that there was a bomb at a house in the nearby city that is tied to the shooting. While officials aren't commenting on motive, they have said they believe that a particular doctor was the target of the gunman. As for the police response, officers reportedly arrived three minutes after the first call and within a minute made it to the second floor of the building. Officers say they could hear shots on that floor, which is where they made contact with victims and the shooter. And we have some audio. I would just say... You know, in the wake of this horrible school shooting in Uvalde, everybody's like, let's make schools safer. But 
you know, if somebody wants to go in and do damage, are you going to do the same thing for all private daycares? Are you going to do it for all hospitals? I mean, if somebody wants to go in, it sounds like this guy might have had a like a target, an individual in mind, but still, are we talking about <clears throat> arming doctors, having them where they're, you know, doctors are allowed to carry side pieces with them in hospitals? All right. All right, you got that. Uh, here's a, a clip of a man saying his mother was inside and witnessed the chaos unfold. Are you familiar with the hospital? The yeah, area and in- they're showing it. You asked me earlier because they were saying it was the St. Francis Medical Campus, and I was like, well, is that the same thing as St. Francis Hospital? Because that's kind of the, the most well-known hospital. That's mm-hmm. where my brother was born, for instance. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, they're showing it's the it's the hospital. All right, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger will testify today in a grand jury probe into former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Raffensperger also received a subpoena for documents regarding a phone call with Trump in January of 2021 in which Trump pleaded with him to find over 11,000 votes in Georgia, which Biden won. Raffensperger is one of several people working in his office who've been asked to testify before the special grand jury in Atlanta. Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr and several other testimony and several other individuals have also received subpoenas seeking their testimony before the special grand jury. The governor of Texas is ordering an immediate review of all schools in the state. Governor Greg Abbott wants to make sure they're following safety measures after last week's horrific shooting that ended with 19 children and two teachers killed before the gunman was taken out. Abbott told officials with the Texas School Safety Center to conduct unannounced random intruder audits. The goal is to find weak access points and see how quickly staff can enter a school without being stopped. Several organizations and lawmakers say the idea of an unannounced person trying to infiltrate a school is a recipe for disaster. Texas Rep. Diego Bernal, a member of the House Education Committee, tweeted, So you want grown men to show up to schools unannounced and try as hard as they can to find a way in? This is a bad idea. Wait, didn't we do that, like, with TSA, though? Like, you would pay people to try and get past TSA as a way to check the security? Did we? Yeah. I think that was a well-established thing that you would have people go in as, like, oh, it's... That were just civilians? Or were they part of the TSA? They were agents of the TSA, oh, yeah. Okay. So what is the governor suggesting? Um, he's asking uh, for random intruder audits of all Yeah, schools. but I think that would not be, oh, you know, take this upon yourself as a civilian. I think these would be law No, no, the, officials, uh, officials <clears throat> with the Texas School Safety Center. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if they're I don't know if they're law enforcement officials. Okay, you know, but somebody who's officially there to test the security that doesn't sound out of line with what we've done before. Random? uh, Did he say unannounced? Unannounced? Well, you would want it to be because if you told him a week in advance, they're like, "Hey, we got to fix the door." Shouldn't you you let the principal know at least? Yeah, maybe you know, but maybe not. Maybe you know the school system wants to pass. So let's just let people. Yeah, if they're not there to do harm. Well, if what if there a resource officer has a gun and they, they <laughs> right? I guess if a resource officer has a gun and they got an itchy trigger, maybe, or maybe they coordinate it with the resource officer. Maybe the that's resource the po- officer is the only person. I think that's what people yeah. are having problems with, yeah, okay, this it, unannounced random part. Yeah, maybe it's not such a bad idea that somebody there knows, right. but it doesn't sound way out of whack with what we did after 9-11 at all. Yeah. All right. First Lady Jill Biden will host the unveiling of a stamp honoring former First Lady Nancy Reagan. 
As First Lady, the wife of former President Ronald Reagan founded the Just Say No anti-drug program and promoted the initiative throughout her husband's two terms in the White House. Nancy Reagan, who died in... (laughs) Just Say No. That's a good thing we won that war. Yeah, (laughs) The war on drugs was won. Nancy Reagan, who died in 2016 at age 94, joins First Ladies Martha Washington, Dolly Madison, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Lady Bird Johnson with stamps in their honor. The Nancy Reagan stamp will be unveiled Monday. Dolly Madison's probably my favorite. Why? Snack cakes. She invented snack cakes. Did she? I think so. Wasn't she crazy, too? Dolly Madison? No, yeah. no, no. She was the toast of uh, Washington. She was known for her graciousness and just... Which super- one was the one that was really crazy and depressed? Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Abe Lincoln's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly Madison invented bear claws. <laughs> I love bear claws. <laughs> Thank you, Dolly. I'm doing a joke, but I guess you guys don't get there's a there's a big snack cake company called Dolly Madison that there doesn't is? have it. Yeah, Dolly yeah. Madison. Is it like Little Debbie? Because that's the only one I know. Little Debbie is his. I mean, I that think, joke would have worked I, last century. <laughs> Dolly Madison, as far as I know, is still out there. No. Is it? Dolly, Dolly Madison. Madison made Sounds the like you'd get one of those dollies with the Takis. The little, the little cher- individual cherry pies and chocolate pies that had the Peanuts characters on them. You don't. Oh, you guys aren't old enough to remember I've never seen those. this. He's an old man. Telling, Telling it like it is. is. Well, Boy, I really hit on something that you guys... like. That, I there's some stuff from serious. the 80s that Joanna knows about, like Facts of Life, but then Dolly Madison, you never heard of Dolly Madison snack cakes before? You know, she's not from the I'm, 80s. Like, I'm not from the 80s. I just... I, I and thought, this has never been put into like a... A like, TV show or something. Like one of the things where celebrities sit around and talk about the 80s. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, like I love the 80s. Yeah, I yeah. love the they 80s. They never covered Strikes Back. Oh, she created Zingers? <laughs> zingers. zingers. You know what Zingers are, don't yes, you? Yes, but I thought it was a hostess thing. I think, no. There's Hostess. There's Dolly Madison. There's Little Debbie. Well, I love but Dolly zingers. Madison is right up there in the upper echelon of all I've of them. I've never so heard you, of this lady, Dolly, all right. I think they Little Debbie is my girl. I think they might have done ring dings as well, so. Zingers, donut gems. Wow, you guys are real excited on your snack cakes. I love snacks. Dolly Madison. <gasps> Golden cream cakes, which are basically Twinkies. God. She came up with that? She has one of those, too. The company doesn't have anything to do with the lady, all right? Wait. Oh. That was the joke. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, the, never mind. Then who's Dolly Madison? She was the first lady who was married to James Madison. And but she was... nothing to do with the snack cakes. No. Are you telling me the real Dolly Madison didn't make zingers? <laughs> no. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for nothing, Buzz. She didn't make ho-hos either. All right, you can... know that. <laughs> I have never felt older than right now. <laughs> you never sounded older. In this one moment, this is the one that makes you feel old? Well, I think Dolly Madison is still a player in the snack cake industry. I don't industry. think she is. You don't think they are? She no. was a great first lady. How about Sarah Lee? Is she still around? Was she yeah, ever she... first lady? <laughs> she was not first lady, but yeah, she's still there. Okay, and Dolly Madison isn't? Oh, the do- little Dolly Madison gems, the little donuts. I swear to God, those have still got to be around. No, I've never. Se- I buy a lot of snacks. Do, all right, I've never seen Dolly. Madison. I got to take a break, and in that time, do me a favor. What? Look up Dolly Madison. See if they're still solvent. 
Is the company still solvent? Yeah. All right. So let's take a break. I mean, with all the news going on, this is the thing we've got to get to the bottom of. This is the one moment. How have you guys never heard of Dolly Madison snack cakes? Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams morning show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams morning show podcast. We're going to have some prizes to give away today we've got jiffy lube oil services and also tickets to the sol y limon festival which is for what joanna the tacos and tequila festival Woo! tacos cerveza and tequila Mm. we're gonna have that coming up here in the well before the show's over i don't want to make any promises but definitely before the show's (laughs) over (laughs) We've got a few other news stories uh, we need to uh, communicate to you, so let's get back to Nico and Jimmy and in the news. Good we morning, We do. Good morning. In happier news, congratulations to Harry Styles. His new album, Harry's House, broke the record for the biggest vinyl sales week in the U.S. since 1991, and it happened in three days. It sold over 146,000 copies, and that shatters Taylor Swift's record with Red, which sold uh, 100,014 vinyl copies in a six-day period. We'll find out Monday what the totals for the full week are for Harry's obviously smash hit album. But the fact that it's vinyl and it's it's 146,000 copies of vinyl being sold, that's pretty impressive. Joanna, what did you find out about the Dolly Madison company? It's Hostess. Hostess Bottom or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do they still have like Dolly Madison on the packages? No, it just says Hostess. Uh, when did when did they go out of business? 2012. Oh, okay. So within your lifetime, though. Yeah, but I don't remember ever seeing the name Dolly. You don't mm. remember seeing like little individual package pies with Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Beethoven? Charlie Brown? On. No. Yeah, I used to call them Charlie Brown pies. And Buzz was explaining to me how one of those and a, a carton of milk was his lunch. Right. Occasionally, I for lunch off camp we had off campus lunch. I would go to the grocery store and I would buy uh, Dolly Madison Charlie Brown cherry pie, and like a little, not a quart, a pint of milk. How much was it? Like a nickel? Uh, I think it was like fifty cents for the pie, and what a deal! Maybe yeah. maybe a buck for the milk. Or Talked about inflation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to news, that's if you don't mind. That's the snack right. cake industry that's just gouging. <laughs> it is, everybody. the faceless corporate. Yeah. And I love zingers. Well, the, you're going to love this one. Okay. <laughs> Netflix has given us a peek at Thing. They dropped a teaser for the Addams Family series Wednesday. And no, they didn't drop it Wednesday. The series is called Wednesday. And it includes Thing. Instead of being clean cut, the severed hand character has several stitches. Wednesday captions the clip, enjoy this marketing ploy. I'm getting confused. Rob Zombie's doing the other one, right? The Munsters. Right. Yeah. It's easy to get those confused. Kind the Munsters yeah. and the Adams Family. The Munsters the- doesn't have a thing, do they? But no. they have a lurch. No, they, they don't, don't have a lurch. The That's Adam Adam Family. The Munsters has the really pretty niece. That they think is weird. Because she's she's normal. normal. (laughs) That's great. Jenny Ortega plays 16-year-old Wednesday Adams. Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday in the 1991 and 1993 Adams Family films. Uh, 
is that also in the great new series. If they brought her in as Morticia. It no, seems like she's not going to be Morticia. She's in the new series. I don't know if she's. Was she going to be? Going to be like somebody? Apparently, Wednesday's going to be going to an academy, and Christina Ritchie will be part of that academy. There's no premiere date yet, but the first look happens during Netflix Geek Geekend Week starting Monday. Well, I don't know which was ripping off which, but one of those obviously had to be ripping off the other one, right? Yeah, right. I think the monsters might have ripped, ripped off, off Adam's, Adam's family because Adam's, Adam's family was a New Yorker cartoon for yeah. decades before it was a TV show. Which I mean, which is interesting because how many comic like cartoons or strips did they turn in? Like Charlie Brown, Adam's family. Uh, well, it wasn't a comic strip like uh, Charlie Brown. It was It was usually like one panel, and it was kind of hoity-toity. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. Dun, like a New Yorker yeah. cartoon. Dun, 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 dun. That's Adam's family. Yeah. That's what that's we're what talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. talking about the Munsters. All right, presenters are being announced for the 82nd Annual Peabody Awards. Melissa McCarthy, Morgan Freeman, John Legend, Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke, LeVar Burton. What the hell are the Peabody Awards? I was I brought it up for you because <laughs> it's for radio. It's a radio award. Peabody's? Yeah. I never heard. The Marconis are the only Plus, radio like, award. I've never that, won one. I've never heard of those. Well, I I've guess never I've been, never won one. No, no. I don't. A Peabody? The George Foster Peabody Awards program, named for the American businessman and philanthropist George Peabody, honor the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. Oh, all right. It's not, it's not that type of radio. It sounds like you got to work for an NPR station to win one of these. I bet you Ira Glass has a shelf full of them. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Right. Yeah, it probably does. The 30 Peabody Award winners will be announced across four days next week. Each morning next week, a celebrity presenter will announce each winner with videos featuring introductions and acceptance speeches. Peabody Awards are given in categories of entertainment, documentary, news, podcast, radio, and arts. The awards were created in 1940 at the University of Georgia. You can see the presentations on Peabody's social pages and website. And finally, a pair of airline pilots flying from New York City to Rome are accused of both sleeping on the job while the plane was in the air. The two were flying an Airbus 330 for ITA Airways from JFK Airport on April 30th when air traffic controllers couldn't make contact for about 10 minutes as they were 38,000 feet above France. It's reported. Yeah, I read this story and it sounds like they were on autopilot and it's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like such a big deal. Well, I guess one person's allowed to sleep while the other's awake and flying the plane, and then you can switch. I don't think both of you are allowed to just nod off. You know, it's not a self-driving. It's not a Tesla. It can't park itself. No, no, but I, they didn't wake up. They didn't fall asleep in the part where it's like, oh, we overflew the target or whatever. The, they were, they've both fell asleep in the part where the Would autopilot. you like to know your pilot is asleep? No, I wouldn't want to know it, but <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's... No, I wouldn't want to know it, but if they did and I didn't know... Don't it, tell me because then I Don't tell me, it. yeah. The two were... I mean, as long as they were awake and alert in time for the landing, yeah. You know, if they were refreshed, maybe I'd be happy they were taking a little siesta. Yeah, good for you. I was telling him. I was telling him, uh, Buzz. They don't have siestas in Italy. I think like, they might. It like, seems like a real sure. siesta culture. I think they have siestas. I bet they do. Maybe they do. Yeah. yeah. It's reported that one of the pilots was on his designated sleeping break, and when, then the other right? one dozed when off. the captain also fell asleep. 
Air traffic controllers couldn't reach the pilots, so they prepared fighter jets to intercept the plane. Feature, fearing a terror incident. They thought this oh. plane is going down. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, one of the pilots responded before that happened. It's reported the captain has since been fired by the airplane. The captain. Yeah. Ooh. At first, he denied he was sleeping, but investigators discovered I the was I was I nodding. Was, I was resting my eyes. I was catching 40 winks. Right? I was resting my eyes. <laughs> what? No, I wasn't asleep. Didn't he also claim, like, oh, well, we didn't respond back because there was, like, an issue with the communication thing. Did are he? these Italian yeah. pilots? Are the are the pilots Italian or American? It must be hard to communicate. It's with not them. an American airway. It's called ITA Airways. Oh, Italy. It's it, it, that's that's the Italian airway. Oh, that makes sense. Right. It must be hard to communicate with the tower when you can't use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't asleep. And, uh, <laughs> I was just a mist in my eyes. <laughs> It's me, it's Mario. It's me, the pilot. Everybody, all right? It's a silly day today. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Anyways, it's been so far pretty silly. With the news, I'm Nico. <laughs> uh, Amber yeah. Amber Heard is appealing. Well, she's not appealing to me, but she's appealing. (laughs) (laughs) She's appealing the verdict. Uh, They came back and found. Here's something I didn't know, honestly. Uh Like Johnny Depp was suing her for defamation. Well, she was suing him right back for defamation, and they were deciding both of the cases simultaneously. I I would have thought those would have been separate uh, cases, but. Uh, let me see if I can get to the uh, the verdict. Uh, they both won money, but Johnny definitely came out on top, and their responses to the verdict, you know, obviously bear that out. Amber was very disappointed, and Johnny Depp was very happy with the way things came out. All right, so just to math that out for you a little bit, so they awarded ten million uh, and five million in punitive. However, in Virginia, they've got a cap. At three hundred fifty, so now at this point, Johnny Depp is up ten million three hundred fifty thousand. But they awarded Amber Heard two million in her defamation case over something that Johnny Depp's lawyers had accused her of. So she got two million dollars. That means the in the wash uh, eight million three hundred fifty thousand dollars. But I guess now it goes to appeal. So, girl, just take it. All right, just take the loss already. Just take the L. No, well, take appa- the L, L. according to her attorney, she can't pay the ten million dollars. Right, I think she's broke. Right, wasn't her whole thing? Oh, this has cost me my career. No, no one will put me in movies. I can't make a living anymore. Well, she she couldn't even donate seven million dollars to the. I uh, bet she ACLU. wishes she still had that ten million dollars in alimony or whatever. Yeah. Right. I wish she hadn't said she was going to donate. Where'd that all go? She doesn't have the money. It must have gone someplace. She didn't follow through and donate all of it, right? Right. Uh, Joanna, mm-hmm. they're talking about like there might be memorabilia of oh, the, oh, the trial. There could oh be. God. Like people might auction off. Like if somebody they, they got start selling wine glasses that are like a mega pint, or maybe like uh, one of Johnny Depp's boxes that he carried the cocaine around <laughs> in. It didn't. It could have. It looks like it could fit some cocaine. Right. Uh, 
I'd buy the box, yeah. Would you watch if they cast the roles of Johnny and Amber and Camille Vasquez and did like a a Hulu series about it? No. You're not interested. No, I'm not. You're done with it. How about if the Franklin Mint came out with a series of collectible plates? (laughs) Of famous scenes from the Johnny Depp Amber Eat off of Johnny Depp's face? Yeah. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, moving right along, we're going to do some ticket giveaways. Hopefully, we can give away some of the prizes. You know, I think Stump the Chumps would be a real good one to go with because I'm rusty. I've played in a long time. Yeah. I... I definitely want to give away some of the prizes. Shake so. some of those cobwebs off. We've got, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle some of these. You got gift certificates for a Jiffy Lube signature service oil change, uh, valid at the Jiffy Lube at 7045 South Desert Boulevard. And uh, coming up on Saturday, this is the new location at Jiffy Lube. KLAQ is going to be there. We're going to have signed, pretty reckless uh, memorabilia autographed by Taylor Momsen. We're going to have WWE tickets. That is Saturday, Woo! 11 to 1. That's the new Jiffy Lube at 7045 South Desert on the west side. So if you're able to stump the chumps with uh, what we, you know, what we adjudicate to be a fair trivia question, we'll give you that. We'll also give you tickets to the El Paso Sol y Limon Festival, which is this Saturday. Tacos, cerveza, tequila. Yep, we've got uh, regular tickets. We've also got VIP uh, tickets valued at $40 per ticket. So, Joanna, you want to go over the rules as you remember them from the last time we did Stump the Chumps? It's been a long time. Um, it's basically you ask us a trivia question. We have to get it General right. trivia. Right. No things like, uh, what did I have for breakfast this morning? Or What's the VIN number on my v- you know, right. things that are We can't can- know right, that. Right, right. This isn't a psychic quiz. It's going to be general trivia. Also, this is hard to explain, but it needs to be something that has one answer. Like a lot of times, or not a lot of times, but in the past people have said, how far is the moon from Earth? Well, that, that, var- that varies widely. Sometimes the moon's closer, sometimes it's... Or Mars, rather, from Earth. Right. Uh, I think the moon pretty yeah, much the is the same. Much same. Right. <laughs> uh, w- we cap sports trivia at one. One sports <laughs> right. question. We're not big fans of the sports trivia. Really seems like it gets out in the weeds really quick, so we just cap it at one sports question per day. And um, I don't know. I guess at the end of it, like if we're doubtful about the question at that point, then we'll we'll go online and search it real quick to make sure you're right. So if you got a trivia question and you think you can get it past us, we've got tickets for the Salt and Lime Festival or Salt y Limon <laughs> Festival. Well, that's what it means, right? Yeah. Okay. And we've got uh, Jiffy Lube. Signature service oil change, which you can use at the new Jiffy Lube at 7045 South Desert Boulevard. Uh, Here's the number to call in, 910-4995. That's an El Paso number, so 915-910-4995 is the telephone number. You know, I wasn't sure, but it turns out that Obi-Wan is not going to be... It's not going to have another season. I don't know. Could that change? Like I think it's, so. It's a, it's a limited series, so this is just supposed to be the one season. 
But it's so oh. good. It's so freaking good, you guys. And yesterday's episode. It really is good. Uh, did you, you agreed? I, I called and made sure, like, you need to watch this. Right? Yes. He was like, get over here. Come here right now. You have to. Oh, my God. Like, There's a point in, in it where I told Nico, I said, I'm going to say go. And from the point I say go, the next 15 minutes are just going to be are just going to be mind blowing. So it's very it's very uh, Vader centric. It is Vader centric, and it doesn't let down in any way. Joanna, what do you think about this? I was telling Buzz that yes. to get his spoiler impulses out, just you know, let him have free reign on the podcast afterwards, where he could just on the use, podcast. On I the think podcast, great, yeah, he can get out all of his spoilers, and then maybe he'll feel too tired to do them on there. Too tired, it'll wear him down. Yeah, like a baby. Well, I've always thought of Anakin and Darth Vader as kind of goofy. I know it's like, oh my God, Darth Vader's coming, everybody's afraid. You know, in the first movie, he walks through. You don't really see him do... He's not a badass. You, you see him choke that dude, Yeah. you know, using the Force. You do see that in the first movie. But a lot of times, he's being foiled, you know. At the end, Han Solo shoots his TIE fighter, and it, he's a... Going in circles. And also, you don't really understand the point of his suit and why he's dressed in all dark and black at the beginning. You're not really sure. It's just cheesy. It's kind of cheesy. When he got to the prequels, well, he's a little kid, and I don't want to put this on the actor Jake Lloyd because he's taken enough grief uh, for for multiple lifetimes. But, I did want it to unalive himself. Uh, you know, but that was, you know, he says yippee at one point. That's more George Lucas's fault for not being able to write good dialogue <laughs> than anything else. But it's like the yippee is what gets yeah, you. Yippee! And then when he comes back and he's Hayden Christensen, he's like this mopey teenager. I hate sand; it gets everywhere. <laughs> in the, in this not episode wrong. of Ben Kenobi, mm-hmm. you see like the real malice, and you just see what a villain Darth Vader really is. To the point where I was almost like, Anakin Skywalker did not deserve his big redemption arc at the end of Revenge of the Jedi. That would be like if you were telling the story of Hitler, and at the last minute he had some big conversion, and everybody's like, oh, he was a... He was a Darth <laughs> Vader is as bad as Hitler, guys. He did it for his son. Okay. Insane, but insanely good. Uh, let's go ahead and get contestants so that when we come back, we'll have contestants for uh, Stump the Chumps. Yeah. You just have to get a trivia question that the Chumps, today that is defined as Nico and myself, are not able uh, to get. And we've got the Jiffy Lube uh, signature oil change and also tickets to the El Paso Salt y Limon Festival, which we will give you both of those prizes if you're simply able to stump the Chumps. And the telephone number is 915 910 Nine five. Uh, you've seen movies where they have somebody get married at the Elvis Chapel in Vegas, right? Oh, I saw this story. Saw I, this story? I was totally going to bring this up to you. Yeah, Vegas, right? Isn't it famous for having Elvis impersonators and Elvis themed weddings? They got all kinds of Elvis stuff. Yeah. And I'm I'm always like, are these licensed by Graceland? Because Graceland usually keeps a pretty tight lid. I assumed Elvis was like a common license at this point. Like it's. A bunch of chapels in Vegas got cease and desist letters from the licensing couple company. It sounds like all of those had been working under without the radar. The, yeah, I don't know about under the radar, but they had just been working for decades without Graceland coming after them. But now, if they do any more Elvis weddings, 
they could face legal action. Uh, a lot of small chapels in Vegas rely on these type of weddings. One called the Graceland Chapel does over 6000 a year. So uh, <laughs> I'm reading so many of the stories have the same headline. Vegas chapels are, quote, all shook up over cease and desist letters. A uh, bunch of venues have already removed Elvis's image from their website and marketing materials. <laughs> all those impersonators who officiate the weddings are freaked out thinking, you know, oh my God, this is going to shut off, you know, my source of income. Um, one couple already said that they felt the, the, the pinch. They booked their wedding a few months ago. They were disappointed when Elvis didn't show up. They had booked an Elvis wedding. <laughs> Instead, they got a guy who kind of looked like the... Oh, uh, my name's Melvis. Yeah, right. Uh, kind of the Halloween... The spirits uh, Halloween superstar version of Elvis. It's like rock guy. <laughs> uh, but in a leather jacket with jeans and a fedora. So the venue called it a rock and roll themed wedding. And these people are like, no, no, we definitely asked for Elvis. So they don't want to pay. Chapel owners said this could not possibly come at a worse time. Because right now there's a big post COVID wedding boom. They could really be recouping a lot of their losses, and they were sure they were going to get a lot of new business once the Elvis biopic comes out later this month. So, yeah, I guess all of those Elvis places had been working without the official endorsement of Graceland, and they all got letters saying, you got to knock it off or legal action will ensue. That probably doesn't cover the Elvis street people because all of that's unlicensed oh yeah you know the guy in the filthy elmo suit you know it's just like muddy all the way up to the <laughs> knees and then they're, they're not gonna go after those guys i i don't maybe i don't know how they could was i mean elvis, those guys seem very much to be off the grid <laughs> in a lot of ways was elvis even famous for going to las vegas Thank you man are you honestly going to sit here and tell me was elvis famous for going to las yeah, vegas i'm gonna ask that that was the entire last five years of his career. Was it? Nothing but Elvis. He lived in the top of one of the, the Flingo, I think. Was that where he, the, the, the era where he wore the white suit yeah. with a lot of the, the glasses? Yeah, he and, would still occasionally tour, but Vegas, you've never heard people say Vegas era Elvis. No. Yeah, his last years were spent, a big part of it, in Las Vegas, and the fact that you're asking that without any irony. Are you seriously asking? I am me? seriously asking that. Yeah. Yeah. Elvis is associated with Vegas in a in a major way. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Time to uh, take some callers. They're going to try and stump us with general knowledge trivia questions. And uh, any that are able to stump us, we've got tickets for the Salt and Limon Festival. We've also got gift certificates for the Jiffy Lube Signature Service Oil Change, which you can use at 1745 South Desert Boulevard. That's the newest location of Jiffy Lube. KLAQ is going to be there for their grand opening party, and we're going to have a lot of prizes, including WWE tickets to give away Saturday from 11 to 1 yeah. at the newest location of Jiffy Lube. Those are big prizes. The El Paso Salt y Limon Festival is this Saturday, and we've got general admission. We've also got VIP tickets to give away. So we're going to pair them up. We'll give you both prizes. 
And all you have to do is stump the chumps. Joanna has uh, cleared a few calls so we can get right into it. I love stump the chumps because I always learn something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like part school. Yes. I like stump the chumps because we can we give away a lot of the prizes, especially when we have a bunch. Yeah. And so the pressure's off. I don't mind losing. But when I get it right, I sound really smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that part, too. Uh-huh. Let's uh, go with John, first of all. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on, bud? Hey, John. Time to stump the chumps. And by the way, this is our guarantee. We don't we don't go online and look up the answers until after Right. We decided if we get it in. I mean, we might do it afterwards to make sure you're right. But, John, go ahead. We, uh, won't, we won't cheat. We'll tell you if we can answer the question. Go ahead. I've been holding in this. I've been holding this one in this holster about three years. Really? I think you haven't played of the chunks. It's been a long. It, it, it's been few and far between. So let me hear. Let me hear. Let me hear what you're so proud of, John. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. All right. Uh, who is the only human uh, to be in a Pixar movie? Oh, oh, that's a good you question. Mean, you mean not as. Not animation. Not it's a, a real human. All right. So obviously humans are doing the voices, but a human also, who appeared in a Pixar. Oh, gosh. God, this is one. We can't, you know, Joanna can't be one of the chumps because she's taking the phone call. But she knows but a lot she, about she Pixar. She would know more about Pixar. The only, I didn't know this one. The only human to be in a Pixar movie. Uh Oh, uh, Toy Story. Was there any human that showed up in Toy Story? No. Uh, it's probably. I wonder if it's an obscure one or if it's one we're going to kick ourselves over. Let's think. All right. <laughs> Toy Story, Incredibles, Cars, mm, Up, <laughs> Wally. Oh, 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 oh! Didn't they show like scenes from a movie in Wally? Is Wally a Pixar movie? Yeah. Are you 100% on that? No. You don't know that it's a... I could have sworn Wally was watching, like, Music Man or something. What's Music Man? An old musical. Who's who's in it? Robert Preston. Robert Preston, final answer. say Robert Preston, John. You you guys came close. It is Wally, and it's Fred Willard. Oh! I don't know... Fred Willard. Fred Willard is like uh, he's almost like the narrator on the ship, I guess. But yeah. I th- that wasn't some kind of like cinescope version of. I mean, it looked very hyper realistic, but he was. Uh, it, they're watching the TV and and uh, his actual human face and body. Oh, okay. Right, oh, well, that's interesting. Good yeah, that's, that's good enough for us. Yeah. That's a winner. Good All job. Right, wait. Woo. Good job, Joe. Yeah, I bet it feels like a huge relief, like a big weight <laughs> off your shoulders after three years of carrying that question around. <laughs> I've, okay. been, I've been having it in the holster. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, thanks, Joe. Thanks, bud. All right. Hold on. We got the, we got the tickets for you. Yeah, but wasn't Wally watching like Actually, you old... Yeah, you're right. They do show movies, but I think he meant more like an actual human showing up and having a part in the movie. That's a good point. Yeah. So not just showing scenes, but an actual human showing up into the movie being a character. You, you're you a chump. You got stumped. No, no, but I think that my 
Like if it was a super, like if it was ten thousand dollars, I would have been a little more strict. I'd have been like, ah, ah, because they were showing. Ah, 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 ah. He held that one in for three years. All right, that was a good one. Let's uh, talk to Stephanie, who's up next. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Ben. How you doing? Doing good, Stephanie. You got a question that's going to stump us today. I sure do. I hope you're right. right. I hope you're right. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. In the state of Georgia, it is illegal to eat what with a fork? In the state of Georgia, it is illegal okay. to eat right. what with now, a fork? Now, this is the part of a question, Stephanie, that we're going to talk it over back and forth. Now, a lot of times, contestants chime in but you might be helping us out so it's really better if you if you play it close to the vest here right so in georgia what would they eat a lot of is like you can't eat it with a fork not peaches i mean that's too <laughs> it is the peach mm, the pe- it's, it's, it's the peach state <laughs> but what else do they grow? In, what What else is Atlanta known for? Barbecue. I mean, oh yeah, you know, it's not the only city that's you associated with barbecue. Your but. brisket, oh ribs, maybe. <laughs> you can't eat your ribs with a fork. <sighs> okay, yeah. But this must be something. It must be a real point of pride for right. Georgians. You know, it's got to be something that they're like. It is against the law. I mean, they probably won't throw you in jail or anything. But, but a real Georgian would never do that. <laughs> what do you want? At peaches. But grits. <laughs> I think you do eat grits with a fork. fork. Well, I'm not going to eat grits with my hands. <laughs> uh, what do you want to say? Do you want to say peaches or do you want to say like barbecue? I, peaches are the only thing I can think of that is hand yeah, but, e- eaten and that would yeah, be a but point of pride how about for them. like canned peaches, you know, that come out of a can. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I'll. Do you, do you want to say? I was going to say peach cobbler, but you pretty much have to eat peach cobbler with a fork. What? It, I'll let you make up your mind. You want to say like barbecue? Yeah. Say all right. We're gonna say let's make it specific. Let's say barbecue brisket. Brisket. Yeah, yeah. We'll say brisket. All right. That's our answer, Stephanie. We're locking that in. Brisket. Fried chicken. Oh. You can't eat fried chicken with a fork. It's illegal to eat fried no, chicken sir. with a fork. It is illegal to eat fried chicken with a fork in Georgia. That's just not how you do it. <laughs> It was food related. Yeah, yeah food related. It was uh, bar- almost barbecue related. All right, that hey, good job, good Stephanie. All right, hold on a second, Stephanie. We got the prizes for you. All right, well done. Thank you. Have a great day. And that's a great one where I feel like, yeah, we we learned something there. Yeah. Do you ever eat fried chicken with a fork? No, I do. Like if it's super greasy, KFC original recipe, I might just put a fork in it and. Turn it upside down and eat it like a caramel apple on a stick. What? <laughs> I don't want to get my hands on You'll just stick the fork in and then, and then ch- just chew on the, the chicken not around Not inside the restaurant, but if I take it home and nobody's looking, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> and really, shouldn't Kentucky be the state that gets all legalistic over their fried their chicken, chicken eating habits? Uh, let's go with Joe is another contestant that we have. Who's going to try and stump the chumps? We're really chumpy today. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Mm. Uh, it's not like we're giving away a car or anything, but we got some pretty decent prizes. Hi, Joe. 
How's it going, guys? Good morning. Doing good. We're on a losing streak, Joe, so hit us with what you got. Right, hopefully. Let's see. Um, what does a funambulist walk on? What does a what? Funambulist walk on. A funambulist. Can I go by, like, script spelling bee rules and ask for... Sp- well, I guess he couldn't ask for a spelling, but can you spell that for us? F U N A M B U L I S T. Funambulist. Funambulist. Can you give us the language origin? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so walk. Am, am, to be ambulate. Or is, ambulate. ambulate is to walk. F U N. Could be a wind. Wait, can spell it for me again? F U N. I'm really sorry. A M. F U N A M B U L I S. Yeah. A fun ambulance. Well, what's something that you would walk on that wouldn't be impossible but would be unusual? Let's put it that way. Oh, uh, fire coals. Like about like walking on the hot coals. Well, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> since the root word is. I don't think it has to do with like fun. A fun ambulist is somebody who walks, walks across for- burning hot coals. Yeah, why not? It, it has to be real, I'm right? Not coming up with couldn't it. be like a wind walker or like a spirit walker, right? I, I, a dream any- walker. I'm sure, it could be anything. It's a word. I say hot coals. All right, all right, Joe. I'm You've go- been wrong on all of them so far. So you've what? been wrong too. Only because I believe you. Okay. All We're, right. We'll we'll say hot coals. A fun ambulance is known for walking on hot coals. That is incorrect. Oh. I had a feeling. A tightrope. Oh, oh tightrope. Yeah. Well, that does look like fun until I mean I wouldn't want to do it, but if you can do it, it looks kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, until you fall. It's until you cool. fall, <laughs> right? All right, fun ambulance. Fun ambulance. That's a winner. All right, Joe, hang on. We'll set you up with a Jiffy Lube oil change. Don't forget, KLAQ is going to be at the new Jiffy Lube on South Desert this Saturday from 11 to 1. And when we're there, we're going to have WWE tickets to give away. So, Joe, you can get uh, oil change. And we've also got tickets for the El Paso Sol y Limon Festival that's this Saturday so talk to Joanna for a second. She'll make sure you got those prizes ready to go. And thank you, Joe, for teaching us a new word today. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Um, so that's Joe. He's a winner. I guess let's break. We gave away three of the prizes. Yeah, Pretty we were idiots start. today. Well, good questions. They were really good questions. Good, tough questions. Yeah. Yeah. Tightrope. Funambula. We should I think have kept if thinking. Fa- right. If we'd have sounded out. What are out, things what that you walk, you walk on? on? The a plank? Tight. Yeah. Walk the plank. Tippy toes. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard the tail end of this. That's hilarious. Uh, what else could you? Yeah, I feel like if we'd have started going down the list, we would have hit on tightrope eventually, eventually. But, you know, we can't keep the contestants... While we ponder. While we ponder. We can't keep them on tenterhooks while we ponder <laughs> our answer. And besides, we, you know, the goal is to give away the stuff. Do you want to do another round or do you want to... I mean, we got a lot of stuff we got to get to. We we definitely have other stuff that we need to get to today. So why don't we save the rest for 
Try it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. All right. uh, So congratulations to all of our contestants, all winners. John, Stephanie, and Joe were able to stump the chumps today. Uh, Joanna, are you ready to do entertainment news now, or would that be catching you a little off guard? Like after this break? I meant right this second. Oh, I haven't gotten Joe's info, so... Um, She's going to talk to Joe for a while. I need to talk to Joe. Okay, do that. We'll come back later. Okay. Uh, Nico, is there anything? We got a minute or two here. Is there anything we haven't touched on? Uh, you queen, mentioned it a little a big bit early party for the Queen. Yeah, today. her jubilee. Well, I was just reading what the trooping of the colors uh, is. The trooping of the colors. Yeah, because that's that's what they're doing today. God, I would have I would have been sure you knew exactly what that was. Yeah. Really into the crown. Really into. Like Downton Abbey, not into all the pomp and circumstance that goes on with them. It looks, it seems silly to me. I guess maybe British people would take offense, but all of this stuff and the balcony and the waving, all of it just seems ridiculous. Well, completely- they make the queen like their god, right? Because <laughs> I don't think she's like a god. Well, you fight for queen and country, don't you? Okay, a little godlike, I suppose. Every ship is uh, designated as H. You know how in the United States all of our ships are USS? If it's a military ship. HMS. It's HMS in in Britain for Her Majesty. Or His. Or His Majesty. Good thing that works out or they'd have to change one letter on the (laughs) ships every time they change monarchs, right? The trooping of the colors marked the official birthday of the British sovereign for over 260 years. Over 1,400 parading soldiers, 200 horses, and 400 musicians come together uh, for a great display of military precision, horsemanship, and fanfare. All right. Well, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool, right? I was listening on Fox on the way in. So Fox was, you know, I kind of expected it from CNN and from E, but I didn't think Fox would get but they were wall to wall and they had Pierce Morgan. And like every time he mentioned Harry and, and Megan Markle, Megan, I guess her name's not Markle anymore. You know who I'm talking about. Megan Markle. Yes. Like his words were just dripping with acid. Um, and he was talking about who's going to be on the balcony. The it's queen, like, of course, Megan and uh, Megan Harry and, are not there. Megan and Harry will not be on the main stage because they're not part of the working Royals. They're not doing it for country anymore. They're doing, doing it for, for themselves. Netflix. They do have a Netflix deal, I guess. I guess so. Like, I don't know what their thing is, but it just ticks Pierce Morgan Morgan off to no end. I mean, it really bothers him. Whatever it is that he's got up his butt against Harry and Meghan, it's like goes right to his core. And uh, there the queen is emerging onto the balcony. You can see her. Yes, she's, she's waving. <laughs> At this point, the queen will try to see her shadow. If she does, we will have 70 more years of monarchy. If she doesn't see her shadow, well, she'll go in for a nap. And coming around the corner, yes, at the end of the street, I think I see him, yes. It's Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, Darth Vader, of course, has been the enforcer for the Emperor for ten years now. He finds himself on this small outpost of Dayu. Uh, 
Oh, you can see the townspeople scattering. They were very excited for the Queen, not so much for Lord Vader, as they are looking for Heidi Holes. Oh, and uh, Lord Vader has strangled a townsperson. Yes. Oh, no. Yes, Lord Vader. Oh, he just snapped the neck of a child. Well, that's Darth Vader for you, you know. Still not as bad as Prince Andrew. I mean, he's still allowed to be part of the original procession, uh, the official procession, rather. Uh, Darth Vader looks like he's looking for something. He's looking all over. Oh, it seems like he's felt the presence, the presence he hasn't felt in many, many years. Uh, let's see what Lord Vader will do now. And again, he's dragging a woman down the street. He's just dragging her, using the force, not even touching anyone with his hands, just dragging them down the street. He has not even unsheathed, listen to me, not even unsheathed his lightsaber. He's doing this all with the malicious power of his mind. Back to the uh, balcony, Prince Charles. Now. <laughs> yes, Prince Charles joins his mother. Uh, you can see Prince Charles waving, oh looking God. very distinguished. Uh, he was a young child when his mother became the queen <laughs> upon the unfortunate death of her father. So Prince Charles there, and uh, uh, back to the street once again, Darth Vader snapping necks. It appears that Darth Vader is willing to kill anyone to flush out. His old mentor, we believe we're being told now he's looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is who he is searching for. You'll notice Prince Andrew not on the balcony. He has been banished. He has been banished, much like Jedi, although Andrew no Jedi. Uh, it all had to do with uh, Lolita Island. My face hurts. <laughs> And finally, the lightsaber is out. We're going back to the street. He does have the lights. We were wondering if we were going to see the lightsaber. And it appears that Lord Vader has indeed unsheathed his lightsaber. If the, if the town folk were not frightened before, they certainly are now. This is Piers Morgan, Fox News Channel. Fair and balanced. And we'll oh be back God, with more I'm... coverage. You should do the Thanksgiving parade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta uh, we gotta take a break. We'll come back. We have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Cool Canyon Nights uh, tonight. Music gets started at six o'clock on the El Paso Community College patio stage with Erwin Solbach, who I just got a nice message from on Facebook. He's really excited about being out there tonight. We I oh, had nice. a great time last oh, week. Nice. Yeah, you don't get out a lot. No, I don't. Erwin Solbach, <laughs> uh, also known as the Frank Etcetras, does some Sinatra, does some Elvis, does some crooning, blues, jazz, uh, even some Mexican rock originals. So get there at 6 o'clock or before. Make sure you get a good spot. Bring your appetite. A lot of food trucks, a lot of beverages. Then at 7 o'clock on the main stage, Ooh La La. So they do a lot of 70s covers, a lot of 80s covers. Uh, Donna Summer, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Chic. What was their big hit, Joanna? La Freak, I think. Yeah. Chic. La Freak. How does it go? Is that the one that goes. Uh, freak out. out! La Freak. Just so chic. So chic. So chic. Uh, Hell yeah. So if that, if that <laughs> rings your bell, you want to check out Ooh La La. And every Thursday, we got a free concert. Did I mention free, I think, is the operative word here. Uh, free admission. Just make sure you get there in time to get a good spot. Uh, oh, it does fill up. Like, last week when I parked, where where I parked was, like, 
no cars were there. I thought I was parking out in the the, the boonies. And then when I got back, back my car, yeah, it was a lot more people yeah. showing up. Right? What? I parked so far away. I was like, God, I just really screwed up. Like after I'm walking five minutes, it's like I, there has to be a place I could have parked closer. closer. And maybe there's not, but. Uh, you can see the entire series lineup for Westar Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and on the KLAQ mobile app. Our thanks to Westar for presenting Cool Canyon Nights, also Coca-Cola, SWB, Johnson's Jewelers, Tiff's Treats, and White Claw are some more of our sponsors of Cool Canyon Nights. I uh, I watched the new episode of Obi Wan Kenobi five times. Oh well, <laughs> I watched it the first time all the way through. Then I went back and I watched it again. Actually, I know how you feel. I kind of want to go back and rewatch that last episode of Stranger Things. It was that good. It was so good. But but there's a point where where stuff starts happening in Obi Wan Kenobi, and so I went back and I watched from that point, which still had like 25, 30 minutes left. In the That's show. part where S hits the fan. Yeah. Boy, does the ass ever hit the fan. What, is anybody watching the Kardashians on Hulu? Well, can we talk about something really interesting? What? Get out, Nico. <laughs> but the only reason I ask is because I, there are things that I've been curious about. Like, I wonder what Kim thought about K- Kanye and all his crazy antics. And all those questions are being, are being answered. That BuzzFeed will give you the answers to that, all right? Well, BuzzFeed just gave me another one because... Apparently, in the newest episode of the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian discusses Pete Davidson and what attracted her. His her, BDE. That you read it too? Yes, I read the stupid article. <laughs> does she say stupid. BDE? Yes, yep. she does. And also, I feel like she's trying to use a lot of like hip terms. Hip terms, because you know Pete Davidson is so much younger than her. Uh, he is. Yeah. She. Oh yeah. Like she's forty-one, and he is thirty-one. No. Thirty-three. 28. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she said that when she kissed Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live for the Aladdin sketch, she felt a vibe and she hoped to pursue the matter further at the SNL after party. Dang. But Davidson didn't attend. Yeah. So Kardashian asked an SNL producer for his number. Hey, can you give me... That guy who plays Chad can give me... Which is weird because Pete... I read another Oh my God, she went... She went lusting after Pete. What the hell with because this guy? Because of his BDE. I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. And we all know BDE stands for what, Buzz? If you don't know by now, it's, you probably would be offended by it, I guess. Right? Yeah, if probably. I told you what BDE was. She, it's BD energy. Big D energy. Big D energy. She says, I was basically DTF. what we used to call? We used to call former Mayor Margo. <laughs> we did. Big D energy. No. Oh, Big D, D Margo. <laughs> yeah, Big D Margo energy. We used to call Margo Big D energy. Yeah. <laughs> so then Kardashian <laughs> follows up that last statement about BD when say, with saying, I was just basically DTF. She's using so many hip terms. She's using all these hip terms, yeah. Which is funny because I just read another stupid article where Kim reveals that Megan Fox told her Pete actually asked for Kim's number months before that. (gasps) Oh! Hey, you think you can get me Kim Kardashian's number? 
and 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 Meg Fo- Megan Fox was like, no, you, I, I'm not going to do it. To you. She's so far out of your league, dude. I'm not even going to do it. Well, because Megan Fox, she has a And then Pete the, Davidson probably said, look who here, you're with. Here's, here's the text exchange between this weird couple. Why am I so invested in this? Which Stupid. weird couple? Both of them. Pete and Pete, Kim? Kim or? and Megan Fox and... Travis Machine. Barker. No. Oh, other, other Kardashians. Oh, right. She's with the other dude. Yeah. yeah. So they, the text exchange Both is of the guys that look Pete. like they probably sold drugs at some point, right? Well, they've both done them for sure. Yeah. All right, so, so give me the exchange. Pete goes, can I have Kim's number? And Megan goes, dude, you have a better shot of me and Machine Gun Kelly getting eaten by crocodiles than you ever getting her nev- number. <laughs> Never going to happen. Do not ask us. <laughs> Why do we care so much? I know. St- <laughs> Stupid Kardashians. And is it true, I guess, Ariana Grande confirmed Pete Davidson's BDE. Wait, wait. When you say BDE, does that mean that physically a big D no, is required, no, no. The, the or it's big, just the, the energy? No. The big D energy is just the uh, the presence that you have, and it almost feels like oh, he must have a a, a big it's D. It's the energy yeah. of it. Would you? Would guys... either one of you say that I have any of that? No. no. I don't Sorry. have any BD, B, no. big no, BD. BD energy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> now, some of us. Let me just say, some of us hide it better. Than others. <laughs> He is a grower, not a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Joanna, you kiss your mother with that mouth. (laughs) That's so funny. Time for entertainment Hollywood headlines. Here's Joanna Barba. Good morning. Curse you. (laughs) Should I start with a Kim Kardashian start? I'm going to buy you plants so that you can grow them. (laughs) What? Grow what? You said you're a grower, not a shower. (laughs) Anyways. You're making this really hard to edit for tomorrow, you know. Let's start it over again. Yeah. Time for entertainment news. Here's Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Kim Kardashian wants people to know that she actually did taste the food in her now viral Beyond Meat commercial. After fans mercilessly mocked the Kardashian star for seemingly taking zero bites on camera and appearing to fake chew in the 30-second ad, she posted a few behind-the-scenes snippets to her Instagram story on Tuesday. In the clips, Kim could be seen sinking her teeth into various forms of the plant-based meat substitute. Another clip showed her trying to... She's got plenty of meat at home. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch this video? Me? No. I, I did. You did? Yeah, I clicked on it, and it's so she's like, I love the impossible meat. Does and she do that weird thing with her lips? Yes. Where she, it makes it like almost like she was taught how to act well, like she's she, chewing. And they, also, they've explained it. It's because she doesn't want to get her lipstick smudged. All right. There was oh. also a point where she's holding the sandwich, like a half of the sandwich, and there's clearly no bite out of it. There's no right. bite been taken. But she's, she's chewing. making a big point of... But not with her mouth nom, open. Nom, nom, nom. It looked very much like somebody faking <laughs> like they were eating something. And at no point did you actually see her physically take a bite of anything. Nico, do it again. <laughs> like that's how she pretended. Mm, 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 so good. 
Mm. It's unclear why none of the shots showing her actually consuming the food made the final right, ad. Right. Why wouldn't you include that? Because it, it, it makes it look entirely fake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in fact, now at this point, I want to see like the what she included. Did they go back and do retakes just to because she didn't eat any of it the original She's time? like, let's pretend that I'm eating this. I don't trust her one single Bring the body <laughs> double in. <laughs> I don't trust Bring her. the body double in to take the bite, actually, yeah, we need to eat the, it. We need the sandwich fluffer. Bring the sandwich fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> when voiceover actor John DiMaggio refused to sign on to new episodes of Futurama for Hulu earlier this year, he mentioned it was a matter of money and respect. Well, when DiMaggio agreed in March to come back, he got lots of the latter, but none of the former. In a new interview with a Slash Film, DiMaggio said, quote, People are like, I'm so glad you got more money. I didn't get more money, but what I did get was a lot of respect and a lot of head nods from people who are like, Yo, bro, I see you and thank you. The actor, who is also a veteran of Adventure Time, likened his standoff to David versus Goliath, with the latter being Disney, and said trying to get money out of Disney is like trying to get blood from a stone ain't gonna get it what does he play in adventure time the wizard i don't know what he does in adventure time i've never seen that did you do you watch adventure time (laughs) i've seen yeah it must have been a thing that my kids watched some of before they aged out of that i don't know but it's one of those that you could watch as a as a uh, either a mature child or a very stoned adult and it would work equally well i know one of those from experience yeah which is why i'm surprised you ever saw it so who does he play in Adventure Time? I don't remember. <laughs> this has been great. It doesn't sound like Bender, though. Like, I, that would stand out if it was Bender's voice. Oh, he plays the dog. Jake. Jake, yeah. Well, eventually he said his showdown was ultimately rewarding. DiMaggio's brinkmanship, brinksmanship at one point had Hulu reportedly searching for a sound-alike for the beloved character, which apparently didn't sit well with the show's creators and lots of other voice actors who stood in solidarity with DiMaggio. New Futurama episodes are expected to hit Hulu in 2023. Oh, could you imagine if you were some other voice actor and they were like, hey, we need you to come in and replace John. Uh, You're going to sound like Bender from now on. There were so many voiceover actors who said, do not take this position. Don't be that scummy yeah. person that goes and says oh i can sound like them i guess it's okay like if the voice if the beloved voice actor passes on like right, right, right did and then they let a lot of people uh like the guy who does the voice of fry took over a lot of the looney tunes characters right. but do you know what i mean if another voice actor came in and did it it was like sure i'll do it people would be like other the other voice actors you're a scab yeah <laughs> yeah i think there are some you just don't you just don't go near like if if for some reason, if the guy who plays Homer decided he wasn't going to be Homer anymore, I don't think you can get another guy. No matter how good, how much they sound like the voice, mm-hmm. you just you just don't. You do know. Right. And finally, Jada Pinkett Smith finally commented on the incident between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars at the beginning of yesterday's episode of Red Table Talk, and she had this to say. Oh, can you play it for me? Thank you. Partners. <laughs> the episode. No, oh, see, they're gonna. Jada's gonna sit like there on her red table talk and claim that she didn't have anything to do. 
with getting Will all fired up. Why are you blaming up. my girl Jada? What did she do? She gave that <laughs> look. Yeah, my girl Jada. She gave that look to Will Smith. Oh, I didn't. Will, Will didn't Smith have a mind. He of didn't even know was anything was. He didn't. In the beginning. That's right. Until he got that look. That was very. That was a look that was fraught with. Me. I didn't know Will Smith didn't have a mind of his own. Why are you talking in an African American? I'm not. Yes, you are. You sound like that phase that Quentin Tarantino went to when he tried to talk like a black hey, person. Hey, so it's apparently weird on that pudding. apparently on that same episode of Red Table Talk, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith also used it as a, a teachable moment to talk about alopecia areata. She said, considering what I've been through with my own health and what happened at the Oscars, thousands have re- reached out to me with their stories. Wait, is she saying that her hair loss is her health, is her health issue? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she chose to use this moment to give our alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have the condition. Do you have male alopecia or do they just call male alopecia you're going bald? <laughs> Have you ever thought, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not balding. Maybe I have male alopecia. You know, I could just talk about your your percentage of body fat every single day, but I choose not to. I choose not to give you that because it's it's offensive and personal and hurtful. Nico doesn't have alopecia. I have male pattern baldness. You guys, we're in the same segment where one of my coworkers said that I'm a grower, not a shower. So this is very, very... If you want to talk about offensiveness... <laughs> it's okay. You're not a shower. What's all right? With your activities, I'm doing a barba. That takes a huge set, let me tell you, to get on there and be like, I hope they can make it. Like, you didn't have anything to do with At it. least acknowledge, like, you know what? I probably should not have given that look. I should, I should have taken it with a little humor, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> do I blame Jada as much as I do Will? No, but close. No. <laughs> really but close? Still. Really close. But he was laughing. I in the think if, if she had not given him that look, he might have just laughed it off or not even realized. I think you know. Yeah. You think if she wasn't there, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have slapped. Well, if she wasn't there, he, Chris Rock would have made the joke. Okay, true. Well what if you <laughs> wait, what if you made the joke about Jada, a separate joke about Jada and And her bald head and balding. Only if she gave that look. That's the only, that's the catalyst. Yeah. All right. I, I'm that sure Will had a lot of. Definitely Will knew what that look meant. And you notice he, he didn't, even when we walked back to his seat, he didn't have any, he had, he didn't have any inclination or any, any indication that, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I was out of line. He was sure that he had done the right thing, uh, in those moments. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so there's your entertainment news. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Did you notice I'm representing? <laughs> I've got big D energy, big Darth energy. <laughs> I'm wearing my Darth Vader shirt today, guys. I know, yeah, and it's like a Dia de los Muertos version of it. That's really, I get compliments on this shirt yeah, all the cool. time. I am enjoying Obi-Wan. Kenobi so much on Disney Plus. I'm glad that Solo, a Star Wars story, was kind of a stinker at the box office. I mean, by Star Wars standards. Okay, let me lay it out for you. Alrighty. Obi Wan Kenobi was going to be a movie, like a two hour feature film. And it was kind of next up after Solo. Well, Solo, a Star Wars story, for a number of reasons, didn't perform as well. I mean, it still made money. 
But by Star Wars standards, it it didn't perform very well, and that's when they decided to pare it back and say, you know what, maybe we're saturating the marketplace. Let's let's make Kenobi a series instead of a movie. I cannot imagine enjoying a feature film more than I've enjoyed the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think the the next three episodes are going to be fantastic. Um, it is almost like a movie in itself, and it's telling a story between the the end of Revenge of the Sith and, and it's not it, it and the it, beginning uh, of a New Hope. It uh, there, I think there are a lot of expectations about what this story would be, and it upsets that apple cart in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not about what you would assume it's about. Do you think there's going to be a season two? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely all the material about it is like it's a standalone limited series. And just plan for one season. Well, you're in luck because Ewan McGregor was just asked that question. And? Said, basically, if the first season does well enough, he would totally be down to come back. He would be. Yeah. Well, he's an executive producer on this show as well, so I'm sure he has a lot to say uh, about when when and if it comes back. Uh, I'm just bubbling with information based on yesterday's episode. (laughs) There's got to be another showdown between Vader and Kenobi. I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> Did you just hear that? <laughs> I'm busy because thinking about Stranger Things. So. Here, here's why I say. Uh-huh. Because in Star, the original Star Wars New Hope, yes. when Vader and Obi-Wan meet at the Death Star. When last we met, I was the apprentice. I was, I was, you were the teacher, and I was, now I am the master. Well, that's not what happened. And yes, there's going to be another fight where Kenobi does better than he did in episode three. So I don't know if that's coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is cool, Joanna, because it's like Ewan McGregor, he's like, he can he can barely use the force. Like he's rusty. Like he's just a busted ass. He has out of practice. He has, <laughs> yeah. the years have made you weak. He doesn't know how to hold his lightsaber really. No. Oh, everything about it is so great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you want to get to a few calls? Yeah. We've gotten calls on the neckline uh, throughout the show today, and we haven't been able to get to a lot of those. We've been pretty busy, so. All right, here goes. Hey, so I was just mulling over some things in my head. Um, given the shortcomings that uh, law enforcement has to protect the general population, uh, whether it's federal, and you want to look at the summer of 2020 with the um, protest, quote-unquote, uh, riots that happened across America uh, regarding BLM, or you look at January 6th, or you go to local law enforcement and you look at the failures in Parkland and Uvalde regarding the police departments there. Uh, why are people so against having teachers voluntarily uh, offer themselves up to be weapon trained? Uh, if the schools offer some sort of program where they'll cover the training at a target range you know, and, and get people certified to carry voluntarily, uh, that can be an asset, not only at the school, but also outside of the school, at your home life and at your everyday life, because no one signed up to do that, but it's a skill that can transfer over to your everyday life that can keep you and the people around you safe. Uh, I don't understand why there's so much pushback uh, with the failures of local and state government, and federal government. It looks like it's up to the human populace to defend itself. What do you think of that? Wouldn't it be great if everybody had a gun? Everybody have a gun. Wouldn't it be great if everybody had a gun? Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll. Also, oh, that was Smooth Brain guy. I'm pretty sure. You think that was Smooth yeah. Brain guy? 
Oh, he was trying not to come off so smooth brainy or mm-hmm. okay. I would say that you've got the police who do train for these situations and that is part of their job description. And even so you're saying the police officers who waited around and didn't go inside, somehow somebody who doesn't get the same level of training, uh, unless you're suggesting that uh, police officers moonlight as teachers, they're going to be expected to handle this situation in a better way. Right. Just because they had all those police officers that didn't want to go in there. They all had guns. They'd all been trained how to use them. Also, they didn't do it. Isn't it a sadder commentary on the state of our society if you're saying, well, poli- police can't be trusted to protect Americans so, from violence, so might as well. And first of all, protect us from what? The type of violence that doesn't happen there, in there, other countries? Listen, there's a, pro, there's a pro-gun sentiment, and tell me what you think about this. When seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Like, that's a, a thing that people who are right. very much for arming themselves right. say. I mean, I don't find fault with that. That's no, true. No, you know, if true. you were in a position where somebody's coming in, you even the most ardent anti-gun person might be put in a position where they're like, oh, my God, I wish I had a gun. I just asked you to teach me because of that. Yeah. I don't think you take it seriously. You'd have to have a you'd have to have a more serious mindset. I have a I very did. serious no, no, mindset. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm going to go buy one just to show you. No, up. don't. Yeah. By the I way, mean, he could. If I he could. There's to. nothing stopping me. I don't have to take a class. One of or our callers, a teacher, last week said this, and I thought it was a really good point. I later saw it in a meme, so I don't know if the teacher got it from a meme, but she's like, some of these same parents who want to arm teachers don't trust us to pick the reading material. Yeah. For the class, if I'm a history teacher, they don't trust me to choose the the right kind of stories to do for history. And now you want to give them guns. Now, now you want to give that you trust them with a gun, but you don't trust them with a lesson plan. Makes um, good points. Makes real good points. Uh, also, I, I don't know about you guys, but like this shooting in Tulsa that happened, four dead uh, gunmen, and it said that he had. Let a me rock- get what type of rifle did he right. use? So, you know, he used a rifle and he had a handgun, and I, I think it's perfect. You're perfectly normal if you're like, was the rifle an AR-15? Yeah, it, it was. was. And guess what? He bought it the same day of the shooting. This wasn't like, oh, this guy had this AR-15, and then he lost his mind. This was a guy, I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm going to stop off and get me an AR-15, because apparently that's just what you use. Uh, We're going to be back tomorrow for a big Friday show. The pre-kind is just a couple hours away. Don't forget Cool Cool Canyon Nights tonight. A great way to get your pre-kind started with a free concert. Brought to you by Westar every Thursday at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Erwin Solbach and Ooh La La are both performing uh, tonight at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. So long.